presentation from Alive 105, live and local. It's Friday night, and time for Derby Panther Football. Football. Tonight's pregame coaches show is brought to you by Tender Care Lawn and Landscape. Discover the Tender Care difference. And now, here's the Alive 105 sports team, Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. Well, Panther fans, once again, it's Friday night, and uh, we're starting the opening season of playoffs. Uh, Coach Clark, uh, Coach Wietrich are both with us tonight. Uh, guys, we had a good game last week. First home game of the season. I think it was homecoming. It was military night. Everything you could throw at us. Uh, talk to us about the game against May South and how we graded out on film. Well, uh, I'll talk about special teams and uh, also talk about offense. Uh, special teams, I, I, I thought uh, Scotty kicked the ball really well. Um, probably one of his better games. Um, really proud of our, our kickoff team. Um, it, it seemed like we, you know, we we had a wind, and Scotty would put it right right in the corner where where we wanted it, and uh, um, we we had a lot of tackles inside the twenty, and then kicked against the wind, and he put it probably maybe at the fifteen, and they get it to like the twenty two or twenty three. So I was really really proud of our our kickoff team, uh, kickoff return. Uh, um, we were hoping May South would kick kick deep to us, and they did, and. Uh, Reed Listen had a really good return, but we had some really good blocking in front of him, so our kickoff return did pretty well. Uh, punt return, we got close a couple times to get getting a block, but uh, um, we really didn't fill the punt return. So, it, I mean, it, I thought our kids did okay, but we can get better in that area. And uh, punt team, I'm not I'm not sure if we punted or not. So, uh, um, special teams probably one of our better games. And uh, really proud of those kids. We got a lot of starters on that. We got some uh, kids that could be starters, but are behind a very talented, you know, senior or something like that, that that we put on special teams. But I thought they really did a good job offensively. Um, you know, when you take the first snap of the game and Lim, you know, uh, takes it to the end zone, that's always a good start. And uh, it was a check. Uh, Lim Lim checked into that and uh, um, made the right check obviously and uh, our offensive line blocked our receivers blocked i thought our effort by our receivers blocking was a lot better than than any other game and uh i thought our old line you know i i, I thought the bishop carroll game we blocked well i thought the campus game we kind of took a step back and uh um that I, I thought we put ourselves a little above the um what we did at bishop carroll so we're starting to make strides again i think we're starting to get some consistency and practice and all that stuff and uh um the the week of the may south i thought we really had a good week of practice offensively and defensively and i i think it kind of showed but um dylan edwards like always uh i mean he's an effort guy he's going to give you 100 you know if there's a 110 percent, that's dylan edwards he's he's always going to go hard uh he's just a special runner he he made some guys miss uh um, sometimes we didn't block correctly, but he'd always, he'd make two or three guys miss. And I thought Lim ran the ball really well. I think Lim was six for six or seven for seven passing. I don't think he had an incomplete pass. So uh, um, he made his right check downs and his right. We, we didn't throw way too much, but when we asked him to, he, he did a good job. So uh, overall, I was very pleased. But um, after the game, I was super excited. Uh, just Just seeing the kids and... You know, see, seeing the sideline and getting our twos in and our threes in and watching those, 
the starters kind of coach them up on the sideline. They were glued into the whole game. It was pretty awesome to see. And just after the game, we were challenging our kids all last week, or the, the May South week, um, you know, after the May's game, uh, about being tough and doing all the little things right. And uh, um, we were tough on them at practice, really tough. And we were tough this week, too. But uh, um, I, I, I think just the faces of our kids uh, that they started believing in, you know, if, if we work hard and we play a complete game, that this team is pretty good, you know. And watching the Mays and May South game, uh, when they played each other, uh, May South had about 550 yards on Mays. And Mays had maybe like 300, 350 yards on, on May South. So, uh, I mean, it was kind of a tell of two games right there against Mays and May South with us. Um, if, if you want to compare those stats, we, we thought May South was more of a complete team than Mays, but Mays is also a very, very, very good football team. But, uh, but to, to see the faces on the kids and just to see how excited they were after the game, it, it got me pretty pumped up too, you know. Then we go back and watch film and stuff, and, and we, we still made some mistakes that we can correct. And uh, that's always a good thing as a coach. When, when you play that well at that level and beat a team that, that is really, really uh, pretty good, um, and, and you still made those mistakes that you know you can correct and, and become a better team the next week, uh, that's, always, that's always a good thing as a coach. Yeah, I mean, Coach said it. We uh, we finally we finally as a team kind of put together a, a full picture of what Derby can look like again this year. So it was, uh, you know, we were we were like Coach said, we were tough on the kids this week. I mean, obviously, it's never never good losing, and uh, that loss to Mays really sparked a lot of fires in a lot of kids. And we definitely challenged our defensive line big time. You know, that's an area that we we got to improve on. We got to have better play in, and uh, the guys respond really good. We could practice. We were, we were tough on them. We uh, we coached them up pretty hard, and they respond real well. And, and tonight, at, or last week at May South, um, we saw we saw a greatly improved defensive effort. I mean, for you know, first series come out three and out them, get them off the field, give our offense the ball, and they had some success. They're they're rolling, so it's like get them the ball, they're going to score. You know, so um, it was good to have that feeling again. So our D lineman did a great job of responding. Um, our secondary guys as well. I mean, they had some pretty good weapons on the perimeter. And we, we, we basically challenged them. We're going to go lock them up. We're going to play press coverage on some of those guys, especially in certain situations and certain downs. And uh, they, they, they took them off the timing. May South had a great short passing game, really good quarterback. They got the ball out really quick. And it, it kind, of, uh, kind of messed some of their timing. And it kind of disrupted them a little bit, causing some problems. So uh, defensively, I thought our guys responded really well. And it was good to see. It was good to see that again from a Derby defense. It was good to see, um, you know, after the game, looking back on the film. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of stuff we can improve upon. Um, our D-line still has a ways to go. And if we want to go or we want to go um, as a team, if our, our goals for the end of the season here in the playoffs, we got to play better and better every week. Um, we have to continue to grow up. We're going to be successful. Um, but I was pretty proud of the guys and how they responded. I was pretty proud of our effort last Friday against Maysell. Yeah, Coach, uh, as Kevin and I was driving to the stadium uh, last Friday, uh, uh, we noticed, or at least we looked out there, and there were some Derby kids out there, and they looked like they were dressed in, in all black, black pants, black jerseys. And when we got to the stadium, you know, we looked and saw, well, it was kind of a gray or a charcoal. And uh, those uh, those uniforms have some... some uh, different meaning to them explain how we got 
the charcoal uniforms and, and uh, uh, what went with them? Well, Doyle, you and I may call them charcoal, but the kids now call them gunmetal gray. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a new term. Uh, um, it is actually pretty cool. The kids were pumped up to wear them. Uh, uh, Jordan, which I, I think there's only seven or eight colleges that, that wear. I think OU wears it. Michigan wears it. It's it's a brand. It's a brand off of Nike. Um, they they wanted to make a, a, a beginning splash, I think, in, in the high school level. And I think there was only, I think, 40 to 50 teams in the whole nation that were selected that to be asked to wear a Jordan jersey if, if, if we wanted to purchase those. So... Uh, um, our military jerseys that, that, that we had, that junior football um, hel- helped us purchase about 10 years ago, um, they, they were kind of oversized. They weren't that stretched. They weren't tight. They were way too big. Uh, so we decided to make those our, our military night uh, jerseys. Um, and we got an American flag on it. It has a Jordan symbol, and uh, they're gunmetal gray with, with uh, you know, a bright green number with white outline. And uh, um, they looked really, really sharp. And uh, our kids were, were super excited to, to wear those, kind of like last year when we wore the black jerseys for the first time. I think we came out and uh, um, got after Mays real quick. It's, it's amazing what a little motivation, a little excitement, you know, just that positive energy to begin the game, to – to, to wear something like that. I, I wish it wasn't the motivating factor for the kids to, to play really well, but the kids were excited to show those off. And uh, um, they worked hard to get those. They had to fundraise and all that stuff. It, uh, the school did not buy those for us. It was 100% um, uh, what what our football team fundraised for uh, this year and stuff like that. But uh, they were pretty cool. So uh, the kids were excited. I think the, the parents and the fans were excited. Um, so they... they I, even even the old coach thought they looked pretty good too. Coach, we'll uh, get into talking about Southeast uh, here a little bit, but uh, you know I, I don't know. I, I'm sure you're aware that uh, we we play Southeast. Uh, Dylan Edwards' dad was a Southeast grad and quite a football player at Southeast. Uh, you know, have you have you ribbed Dylan a little bit, or does Dylan know the importance of maybe the Derby Southeast game tonight? You know, I, I, we, we really have not had that conversation. Um, I probably should have had that conversation with him just to kind of razz him a little bit. But uh, um, it, Dylan's been playing awesome. I, I don't think he needs motivation. I, I think we've rushed the ball uh, 400 yards, uh, over 400 yards. I think we had 460 yards last game. Um, I, th- I think we've set two school records or uh, been the top five ever in Derby in, in rushing yards per game, and Dylan's a big part of it. Um, he is a very selfless kid. Um, like I said earlier, he, he's an effort kid. Um, he's going to give you 100%. You know, he, he probably weighs 140 pounds, and, and that's probably in his pads too. So, uh, I mean, he's going to block for limb when he's the lead blocker. He's going to pass protect as, as well as he can, and uh, um, he, he's going to run the ball and run it hard. Uh, last game we saw him, uh, um, you know, he's always making guys miss, so he, he's so quick, but Last game, he he had a couple guys coming at him. He really couldn't make a move. And he just lowered his shoulder and just ran over a kid, which is a effort. But uh, no, uh, his father was I, I think the second leading rusher in, in city league history, and uh, went to K State and you know was, was running back for them and helping win the Copper Bowl. And uh, 
Um, they, I mean, he's he's got a, a bloodline in him, and his his dad was special, and he's special. So, uh, um, never really had that conversation, but I think I think he knows. I think Dad knows. I I, I think they're proud that they're at Derby and uh, live in Derby and uh, play Derby football. But uh, I'm sure this has a little extra meaning to this game. You know, Coach Wheatrick, uh I thought, and I think Kevin will, will agree with this. We thought the defense played pretty well uh, last week. Maybe, maybe even. Uh, their best effort of the year because uh, that, that wasn't any slouch May South. They were a pretty good football team. So here we get into tonight's ball game, uh, uh, you know, with all the crappy weather and stuff. How did, how did your uh, uh, practices go? Did you have to adjust or anything, or did, was it just normal business as usual? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, would, I would agree. I think, you know, up to, this, up to last week, you know, the Carroll game, I thought we did a great job in the run. You know, and, and then we kind of broke down sometimes in the secondary on some on some uh, on some passes and stuff like that. But as far as a complete effort on defense, as far as all three phases of the game, um, you know, all three levels, you know, your D line, your LBs, your your secondary, I thought was the best we've actually played as as a unit. So, um, and you and you see the results. I mean, I think I think we did a great job. And and yes, for sure, May South was it was a tremendous office. I think coming coming into our game against May South last week. If you add in rushing yards, passing yards, it was the top 5A offense as far as output, as far as yards. So, um, and that was a challenge to our guys, and they accepted it. And like, like, like Coach said, it doesn't help. You know, it for sure helps when you get some motivation with some new jerseys and stuff like that. So they're, they're fired up, ready to play, and they, they did a great job of uh, going out there and performing and, and, and earning that stuff. So, but this week, you know, obviously the, this weather, weather hasn't been great for us. You know, we had our – we had our Tuesday practice, and it was on a sheet of ice. So we went outside and tried to play football on a sheet of ice. And um, but we knew Wednesday's weather wasn't going to be a whole lot better. It was going to be rainy all day, and it was. So we we said we, we we have to get out at least one of these days. We have to get outside and play. So uh, we went out. You know, it turned into be a great positive for us. If nothing else, it was a huge morale booster for us. The kids. You know, some sometimes anything different as far as the practice schedule goes. You know, kids get kind of, they get, you know, even though we're in playoffs and all this stuff, there's excitement there. It was fun. I mean, it was, it was like old school football when you're a kid. All of a sudden, you go out there. It's ice. It's snow. And it's like, you know, the kids had a great time. And it was. I mean, it was fun. It, it, not sure we got better at football that day, but <laughs> but it was a. Uh, it was a lot of fun. The kids had a great time. It was uh, it was good to get out there and have some fun. And so um, Wednesday, Wednesday a little bit rainy. So we we did inside. We, Wednesday was a lot more work. We had some gyms. We had gyms available. And we got through and got our walkthroughs. We did some plays. Full, we went full full thud pads in the gym. So uh, I feel pretty confident our guys put in the work. They did a good job of handling the differences and the adversity as far as the regular week. And they and then I think they're going to be ready to come out and perform tonight. Guys, we play Wichita Southeast tonight. Uh, anyone from Derby remembers from about 1985 until mid-90s, this was a rivalry. I mean, it was, it was you know, take the gloves off and go at it. Uh, talk to us, Coach Clark, a little bit about Southeast and uh, what we expect to see from them. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to Coach uh, Wietrich about what his defense is going to have to do. Well, first of all, special teams uh, with them, they, they've got a really good kicker. 
Um, they've they've got a good punt team. Uh, they they put the ball up in the air, and, you know, kick it deep. So hopefully we get a chance to get a couple returns in and stuff like that. Uh, um, defensively for them, uh, they've got a really big defensive line. I, I think that their nose is is six four six five, probably about three thirty three forty. You know, I mean he he's not the fastest guy in the world, but I mean. Talk about plugging a hole. I mean, he, 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 he can control two holes. You know, I mean, he's, he's very strong, very physical. Then they, they've got some uh, defensive ends that are, you know, 6'3", 6'4", 230, 240 that, that are pretty big kids. So, uh, I mean, that presents a problem. They're four-man front up front. Uh, they they usually have two middle linebackers and and then one outside linebacker. Then they'll they'll man you up uh, um, with with their safeties and their their corners. And and we know they're going to do do something different. We we see some film like when they played East. Uh, East is a kind of a passing team, so they went to a three four. So so we know they're going to change some stuff up. Uh, um, they've got some really good skill guys. They they got some guys that are very physical that that aren't afraid to take on a block and shed that and go make a big tackle. So uh, um, they fly around. They've got a lot of team speed. They're physical. Um, I mean, we've got our work cut out for us. But, uh, again, our kids had a great week of practice, like Coach Wietrich said. And uh, hopefully we, we come prepared. Uh, offensively, Southeast, uh, I mean, they, they run more of a spread-type offense, you know. So they're, they're going to get into stuff that we're pretty familiar with as far as the scheme goes. We're going to see some zone. We're going to see some split zone, some counter, um, and stuff like that. And But they – they do have some athletes. I mean, they're coming off the last two weeks, I think, has probably been the most productive their offense has been all season. You know, they started kind of slow, but they put up 55 points against Wichita North. They put up 20, 21 or 22 points against uh, Wichita Heights. So uh, they got to be feeling a little bit confident. Like Coach said, they, they do have they have good overall team speed. They're, they're fast. They have some athletes. Um, the, backfield's, the backfield's pretty impressive. So... Um, they got some weapons, so is, uh, for us on defense, even though the formations and the schemes might be something similar that we're used to, I mean, we still got to line up and defend it. You know, so we still got to line up and play, and we got to do our best to defend this stuff. Um, they have, they have, they have, they have a quarterback uh, that that didn't start the season playing quarterback, but he's now moved in, and the quarterback that uh, was a quarterback is now playing tight end. He's a big kid; he's like six six two two twenty five two thirty. Big target, big big guy playing tight end. Mike might cause some problems for our issues for outside backers and stuff like that. So um, we got a work cut out for us. If we don't come out come out tonight and show up and play and be physical and play fast um, and get a rise in the right spot and be disciplined, they can pose a real big threat to us. Coach, how's our team health going into tonight's first round playoff game? Well, uh, um, Last week we got Dorsey back, which was a, a huge help. Uh, we, we, Amari's still out with his elbow. Um, you know, uh, Deshaun, he, he's been out for the season. But, um, you know, last game I don't think Rex uh, – actually one time Dylan got uh, the air knocked out of him on, on, on the sideline. But uh, um, last, last week Rex – really didn't do much you know during the game you never saw rex walking out there who was our trainer and uh i think that goes back to we finally played a physical ball game and and when you become the aggressor and when you become the guys that are laying the hits that are doing that you don't get hurt 
when you start playing scared, when you start playing timid, when you start playing slow, when you stop moving your feet, you start start getting hurt. So uh, um, that kind of changed last week, which was good. So uh, we're we're fairly healthy, and uh, you know, uh, we 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 have some kids that that this whole season are going to be playing a little banged up and stuff like that. But uh, um, I, I I think we're doing pretty well. Guys, as always, good luck. Tired of pesky weeds? Tendercare offers lawn services like Weed Control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com, or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tendercare, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Hello, it's Kurt, your host for the Weekend Top 20 Countdown, getting ready for this weekend's show when Hillsong United stops by to share their perspective on worship. Mandisa talks about her journey as a Christian, and Chris Tomlin has a thought or two about marriage. we got future hits that we're going to play for you from Ren Collective and Matt Marr, and we'll give you a chance to win Chris Tomlin's new release, Chris Tomlin and Friends. Saturday afternoons at 3 p.m. on Alive 105. Music that's good for you. It's monthly birthdays next time as several Christian music artists will be celebrating their birthdays during this month of November. And that will include a block of songs from folks like Dallas Holm, Stephen Curtis Chapman, and Amy Grant. So join me, Larry Wayne, for our November birthday party. Coming up soon on Streets of Gold. Streets of Gold, Sunday evenings at 5 on Alive 105. Sean Michaels and get ready for this weekend's two-hour time travel trip as we head back to relive some of the biggest classic Christian hits of the past. And this week, For Him talks about their musical influences. The Ragamuffin Band shares an amusing story about the late Rich Mullins. And we'll get inside the music with Jackie Velasquez. Plus, your classic requests are always welcome at 2623-Rewind. Join me again this weekend for another trip to Christian Music's past on Christian Music Rewind. Christian Music Rewind. This Saturday at 5 on Alive 105. KDKQ LP Derby, Wichita. 105.9 FM and worldwide at Alive105KDKQ.com. Really haven't seen them the last several years, but uh, Wichita Southeast is coached this year by Taylor Counts in his second year. Uh, right now, his record is four and eleven at Southeast. Last uh, last week, they lost to Wichita Heights, fifty six to twenty one. And well, you and I talked about this, I think, on Tuesday that in that loss, Southeast had two hundred thirty one total yards of offense, one fifty one on the ground, eighty in the air, but they allowed Wichita Heights three hundred twenty four yards of rushing. Yeah, uh, South Southeast has, has fell on some hard times uh, of late, as as a, as have a lot of the City League schools, and uh, you know they. But but they're here tonight, and they're going to give it everything they got. Now, offensively, they returned six starters from last year's team. They're going to run a spread offense very similar to the Panthers. Isaiah Robert Rodriguez, a five seven hundred and forty pound quarterback, is the guy that we expect to see tonight in the backfield. Tylen Smith at six foot one sixty five, and Xavion Evans at five nine one fifty five. Doyle, again, we expect Southeast to be probably, even though they're out of the spread, we expect to see them running the football more. Well, yeah, and, and I think you're right. And and you you talked about the sizes of their backfield, the quarterback and the running backs. Uh, 
they're they're about the size of our Dylan Edwards, and uh, so they're going to be uh, they're probably going to be tough kids. Now, one guy that we want to look at tonight is DeAndre Hudson, a six four, three hundred and thirty two pounder for Wichita Southeast. Doyle, I know he's going to plug up the middle on defense as a nose guard, but he also plays on the offensive side of the ball, as do several Wichita Southeast Buffaloes, and really unheard of in six A. But they've got a lot of guys going both ways. Yeah, and and you know that, but but again, that's that's part of those hard times that uh, I talk about uh, some of the City League teams that fell on. and uh, You know, again, they'll, Mr. Council have them up and ready to go. And again, they run a 4-3 base defense. We see that a lot. They, they're going to switch things up as they have to, but Wichita Southeast has their work cut out tonight. Oh, yeah. They, they, uh, they've got a big hill to climb tonight, but, uh, you know, I'm sure they'll have be up for the challenge. Uh, uh, Panthers are, you know, they're, they're kind of peaking right now. So, you know, it's 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 a good thing that they are, and uh, you know, this is when you want your team to peak anyway. We're about four, eh, about four and a half minutes away from the start of tonight's ball game. So let's get into our starting lineups for the Panthers on offense. The left tackle, junior Alex Key, 6'3", 270. Left guard, junior Jonas Vickers at 6'3", 290 pounds. The center is junior Dylan Kahn at 6'4", 280 pounds. And the right guard is junior Chris Thompson, 6'2", 280. And the right tackle is sophomore Mitchell Johnson, 6'4", 225. Two tight ends are senior Reed Liston, 6'1", 185, and junior Drake Thatcher, 6'4", 190. Your wide receivers are junior Caden Brown, 6'2", 155, and junior Mercer Thatcher at 6'4", 185. Your quarterback, senior Lim Wash, 6'2", 205, and running back is sophomore Dylan Edwards, 5'8", 155. Your specialist on the offensive side, the long snappers, Reed Liston, uh, Simmons, who normally does our uh, field goal and extra point kicking. He has a soccer game he's got to play. So Grady Jessup will be doing the kicking for the Panthers. The holder will be Mercer Thatcher, and the punter is Luke Stewart. And we go to the defensive side of the ball. On the defensive line, senior Caleb Gifford, 6'2", 195. Junior Quentin Dorsey, 6'1", 240. And junior Andon Carpenter, 6'1", 250 pounds. Linebackers, the outside backers, senior Jace Jenkins, 5'9", 175. And senior Luke Stewart, 6'2", 210. Your inside backers are senior Colson Searing, 6'2", 215. And senior Jack Heilman at 5'9", 200 pounds. Cornerbacks, junior Corey Atkins, 6'175". And junior Jameer Clemens, 6'155". One safety, senior Tanner Knox, 5'11", 180. The other safety senior, Kaysen Lindsey, 5'10", 170. Those are your starting lineups as we have them. Well, Doyle, the captains are out uh, middle field tonight. I, I didn't wasn't able to hear the PA announcer, but one of the captains that went out is a military personnel. Uh, very, very neat uh, gesture by the Panthers. I know last week was kind of military night, uh, but the uh, Panthers had homecoming. They had so much going on. And tonight uh, we looked out there and uh, we see uh, the military guy out there with uh, with. Uh, our guy, and it uh, looks like uh, Southeast did win the toss. 
They've elected to defer, so the Panthers should, unless they didn't really move anyone around. Looks like the Panthers will uh, defend the north end zone. Yeah, the winds, I, I don't know. It's You can't really tell. I think it's around 10 miles an hour tonight. Uh, and it's a, like, like we said earlier, it's a whole lot nicer tonight for, these, for the kids and the spectators even than it was last week. It, it was just one you just wanted to wrap up and come out and watch the game and get out, you know, get back inside and warm up. Well, no doubt, Doyle, you know, I know Coach Clark talked about it a little bit uh, in our pregame show that, uh, you know, Dylan Edwards' dad, Leon Edwards, played for uh, Wichita Southeast back in the late 90s, early 2000s. He was a tremendous athlete, went on to play at Southeast. Now his son, Dylan, is kind of the guy here at Derby. He's the, he's our uh, running back kick return specialist. You know, I read a neat article about Dylan uh, this week and how fast he is. We keep talking about him all the time. He's a legit 4-4 guy in the 40. Yeah, it, yeah. According to that article, I read it too, and it was very interesting. And, uh, you know, that's, that's you know, the, the kid's only a sophomore, so you know he's going to get bigger and faster and stronger. Well, back deep is listed, and on the far side, it is Edwards. Southeast kicking off for the Buffaloes. It looks like it'll be uh, Rafael Delgado. He catch, pick up the number. Well, it's a different number now. It's Jaden Villa is who's wearing that number, but Rafael Delgado is supposedly the kicker <clears throat> and they do an onside the Panthers it eludes a couple of Panthers and I think it finally goes out of bounds at about the 42 yard line well you could tell that Southeast didn't recover the ball because they because it was a designed onside kick it went over towards the Southeast sideline and hit a Panther it was a free football but it bounced out of bounds. You can tell by the southeast bench there was no jubilation, nothing. So uh, Panthers get the ball. They've got great field position to start this game tonight. Yeah, 43-yard line, their 43-yard line. And uh, Wash, along with Edwards, are in the backfield. Panthers have, looks like, uh, a tight end to the far side, a wide out, two wide outs to the near side to start the ball game. Motion and the Panthers jump offside. Well, one of our wideouts uh, looked like he, he just immediately took off on a dead sprint, and he was ten yards down the field before he realized the ball hadn't been snapped. But he got there pretty quick, <laughs> no question. <laughs> Interesting way Southeast started tonight's ball game. I, I, you know, come out against a team like Derby and try an onside kick out of the gate is uh, pretty different. Yeah, that was uh, uh, Amanje Glover who uh, jumped off sides for the Panthers. Panthers in their white pants with green jerseys and white helmets tonight. Panthers are down below five seconds on the play clock, so they need to hurry. It's going to be first and 15, and there's going to be a delay of game penalty on the Panthers. So the Panthers seem to be a little bit confused on offense the first couple of plays. Uh, And again, you you get a delay. Now all of a sudden we've got – where we had good field position, we've been backed up 10 yards. We're now on the 33, so it's first and 20 for the Panthers. No score. Game just underway. They give it to Edwards. He finds a crease. Gets, See ya. He's going to go. They're not going to catch Edwards. He's going to go. Touchdown. 
Wow. 67 yards on the first play of the game. Doyle, again, Edwards just runs around the right end. Huge opening for him. There was no question Southeast wasn't going to catch him. And I think he put another five yards distance between the next guy trying to catch him. So just like that, the guy we were talking about, Dylan Edwards, takes it to the house on the first play of the game. In for the uh, extra point is Jessup. Mercer Thatcher is the holder. Jessup, just a freshman. Kick looks good. We'll wait on the officials, and it is good. Jessup shows pretty good leg for a freshman. And uh, Panthers in at 11.45, they score and make it 7-0. Well, Noel, you mentioned that uh, kicking off for the Panthers won't be Simmons tonight because they had a uh, regional soccer match, and I just got word that Derby defeated campus one to nothing today, and uh, we advanced to the 6A quarterfinals in soccer on Tuesday. And you know, the picture I see with celebrating the award, it's uh, just starting to get to be uh, dark out. So we'll see if Simmons hustles over here and shows up tonight. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he does. I think uh, the way Jessup just kicked the ball through the uprights, I don't know that uh, uh, he'll be needed tonight, but. You know, if he shows up, great. Well, and again, just kudos to the soccer team for Absolutely. advancing. That's a neat deal. And uh, for the Panthers, what a neat deal to have a, a backup kicker that's just a freshman. I think, I you know, our, our soccer team sounds like it's doing well. I think our, our volleyball team's doing pretty good. I think they're in the quarterfinals or, or something like that. Uh, I don't follow volleyball much, but, uh, I mean, it's neat to hear the kids are doing well in the postseason. Uh, cross country, they're doing phenomenally well. So, again, good good to, for the Panther, uh, all athletics. Jessup's kicking off. High end over end. It's caught at about the 17. At full speed, the returner gets out past the 30, probably to the 32 or 33, where it'll be first down for Southeast. Their first possession, 11.39 left. Panthers lead 7-0. Now, this will be the first uh, opportunity for the Panthers to be on the defensive side of the ball. Again, Southeast has some big linemen uh, anchored by the big 330-pounder right in the middle. The first and 10 as they break their huddle. They show a spread offense. Well, actually, it's, it's more of a pistol. They give it straight ahead to the deep back. He gets back, maybe back to the line of scrimmage. Maybe he lost a half yard. It's going to be second long. Well, I think if you're Wichita Southeast, you got to come into tonight's ball game. They know the hill they have to climb. You don't want to let the Panthers keep gaining momentum. Well, I know the uh, they probably don't have more than about 30 guys on their sidelines and you, know, you look down here at the Panthers and my goodness uh, we got 70 or close to it. Well and when you look at it they've got a ton of freshmen on that roster as well. They do. Underclassmen, freshmen, sophomores on their roster. Second and 11. Back to pass. Quarterback's going to be sacked. It looked like Jenkins now, Jenkins was in the backfield just running down the quarterback on the play. Wichita Southeast loses yardage on both of their first two plays. 
So it's going to be third down and about, I'm going to guess, uh, third down and 21, maybe 22. Or a first down. Yeah, Wichita Southeast, we said back in the, in the uh, late 80s, 90s, they had some phenomenal teams. Third down, 22, 23 yards to go. Panthers in their standard defense, 3-4. Back to pass. Man out in the flat, just overshot him, but he was covered out there by Jenkins and Lindsey. So even if he'd have caught it, he wouldn't have went anywhere. No, and he was just, I'll tell you, the Panthers, again, were all over in the backfield. They're not allowing any uh, any opportunity for Southeast to throw the football. And the punter is standing at about his, oh, it looks like his eight-yard line. So the Panthers are going to get great field position with 10.02 to go. They lead 7-0. We're just in the first quarter. Low snap. Drop. He still got the punt away somehow. And the yeah, ball's going to be downed at about the 47-yard line. It's coming southeast. back. There's a penalty on the flag right at the punter. I don't know that I understand it. He got it off, but we had Panthers breathing down his neck, but the white hat dropped a flag right at the punter. I followed the play. I didn't see that. I Roughing the kicker on the Panthers, so that'll be a 15-yarder. And we, we blew him up. I mean, there's no question about that. We had four Panthers uh, hit him just as he let go of the football. But, man, I, I, I tell you, right now, Panthers are uh, really delivering the blows. Well, I don't know. They're probably going to take the 15 yards from the line of scrimmage, and that's what they're doing. But I don't know if it's automatic first down. Gets it out to the Looks like 36, just yeah, short of the That's an automatic first down. So Southeast gets new life. They trail 7-0, 9-53 left in the first. They get a new set of downs. They give it straight ahead to the tailback, and he's grabbed from behind. Looked like Luke Stewart. Shot in from his linebacker position. Well, the only positive play Southeast has had has been the penalty. That's, uh, I believe, four plays, and every one of them has resulted in a loss. Going to be second down and about, looks like about 12. Again, Panthers, white white pants, green jerseys, white helmets. Uh, second home game of the season. Well, they look pretty good out there. They've got several uniform combinations. Second 12. On a reverse, Panthers smother that. They're going to lose probably another three yards, maybe four. So it's going to be third down and looks like uh, 16. And again, if you're listening to us tonight, it is Panthers are in the backfield so quickly. Southeast is not getting any kind of protection for the running game or the passing game right now. Clock moving, 8.45 left. Panthers took the lead on a 60, I believe a 67-yard run from Dylan Edwards, first play of the game. Took about 15 seconds for the Panthers to score. Back to pass. The man out in the flat. 
He's open. He got back to the original line of scrimmage, maybe picked up a yard from there. So it's going to be fourth down and nine from the 37-yard line. At that time, Tanner Knox was blitzing from his safety position. He was on a dead sprint, right? Uh, you know, if you read it right, you blow that play up in a hurry. So back to punt for the Buffaloes. He'll be standing on about, looks like about his 25, not his 25-yard line. Oh, way over his head. Panthers aren't rushing. That saved him. He just kicked the ball off, and it's going to roll into Panther territory at about the 45-yard line. Panthers would have been rushing that time. Uh, they, they would have picked it up probably and took it in. Oh, yeah, and you're exactly right. I think after the uh, roughing call, Panthers went into just uh, blocking mode. No one went in. The ball was snapped way over the southeast punter's head. He's able to get off what looked like an awful kick, but it rolled an additional 15 yards. Yeah, it got down to Panther 44-yard line, so that's where they'll have it. First 10, leading 7-0. We're in the first quarter. Twin wideouts to both sides of the field. Wash and Edwards in the backfield. Thatcher goes in motion. Drake back to pass. The man open over the middle. Drake Thatcher caught 15-10-5. And he's finally downed at about the one or two yard line. Well, Thatcher was running wide open. There wasn't a southeast defender anywhere around him so it, it was an easy pass play I mean if Limwash connected in stride to Thatcher and he's able to take it down to about the like I said one one and a half yard line first goal again they give it to Edwards touchdown Panthers well, Edwards was hitting at the, at the point of, of Hannah getting the ball and he just spun out of it walks into the end zone but going back to that pass play Beautifully thrown ball by Lem Wash, hitting an in-stride Thatcher. Well, Thatcher was the motion man, Drake, and uh, he just cut straight up field and ran a post, and he was wide open. I mean, there was nobody nobody in, even close to him. Again, Jessup, Grady Jessup on to attempt the extra point. It looks good, but we'll wait again. Yes, and it is good. So with 7-11 left, Panthers increased their lead to – 14-0, so they've had the ball for three plays and scored two touchdowns. <laughs> and if you're Wichita Seed Southeast right now, you're going, all right, you know, we had to come down to Derby. You and I have talked about that forever. There's a lot of teams that hate coming to this stadium, and they come down here, and, and in a matter of just minutes, you trail 14-0. to zero, And then, you know, again, a lot of underclassmen on this Southeast team right now, freshmen, sophomores. And I think if you're uh, – if your coach counts, you just got to keep these guys pumped up and keep them, uh, try and keep them in the game. Keep them out. <clears throat> keep them out for the future, that's for sure. And, uh, yeah, uh, I know uh, years ago, and I'm talking back in the 80s, we played Southeast back when it was a pretty good rivalry, and uh, we come away with a pretty good win, close win, but we won it. And I heard two or three of the Southeast parents saying, man, I hate to come down to the pit. You know, they, they called this stadium the pit, and that kind of stuck with it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard place to play and win, 
And uh, that's, I think that was the point they were trying to make. Well, teams got to get over the psychological deal when you come to Derby that, hey, these guys are defending state champs and all the history. And, and for some teams, it's hard to get through. The ball's fielded at about the 15. Gets out all the way out to about the 30-yard line. So it's going to be first and 10 for Southeast from there. And, again, I don't know that Southeast has had any positive plays. The one first down they got was on a roughing the punter. Short of that, Panther defense has just been all over them. They had, they had a pass play their last possession, but it was for four or five yards. So, that again, that's probably their only positive. So, you know, and, again, Coach Counts has, has got a, a good coaching job to do tonight to keep his players in this ballgame. First and 10 from the 30. Trailing 14-0. A little bit of a low snap back to pass. And it's incomplete. There was a couple of Southeast players at about the midfield mark, but uh, they were covered by the Panthers. And again, what you got to work on if your coach counts is you had some players down there that just stopped. I mean, they just stopped and, and the play. And I do believe there's a penalty on the, uh, on the field, so um, we'll, we'll see what that one pans out, but, uh, again, you, you just got to keep the kids effort up. You can't, you can't go out there and go, Hey, you know, I, I'm just going to stop my route. Whatever it was, it was on the Panthers. And it was a big one. It's 15 yards. Roughing the passer. And again, we're putting a lot of pressure on the quarterback and, uh, you know, that's one of those plays that they're just bang, bang. They're not they're They really haven't been obvious, uh, obvious fouls. So that's all the way out to the 45. For Southeast. First and 10 from there. And the Panthers looked like they jumped offside. We'll wait and see. I don't think they were drawn off. No, it was an offside on the Panthers. Yeah, we had three or four guys that came over. So you, all you can anticipate is it was a hard count. The Panthers bid on it. You know, now, they're, now they're motioning Southeast way. So you know, so far in tonight's ball game, it's early. We still have 6.58 left here in the first quarter. Well, we've had enough penalties to last us a halftime. Well, I saw the far side line judge signal offside and pointed to Derby, but maybe pointed the wrong way. You know, maybe he meant to point southeast. Anyway, it's first 15. You know, Coach Clark has a bit of a job to do as well, keeping his kids' heads in the ball game. And they give it to the tailback, and he gets hit for about a three-yard loss. Looked like it was searing on the stop for the Panthers. And I don't want to exaggerate, but Doyle, I mean, this is almost like every play southeast just turning sideways and letting Panthers in the backfield. Our guys are getting through so quickly, it's disrupting every play southeast tries to run. It's going to be second. Looks like 19, 18 yards to go. They trail 14-0. We're still in the first quarter, 6-20 to go. Back to pass, being chased. Now he's running out of the pocket. He's going to get back to the line of scrimmage and then some. He gets dropped at about the 50, so it's going to be probably third down and about five. He was dropped. I think that was Lindsay that, that finally made the stick. And it was a big stick. I, you know, you and I talk all the time about wrestling. I look like an old wrestling move because 
is uh, Casey picked him up and just planted him. It's going to be third and five. Nice gain by the quarterback, Isaiah Rodriguez, on that play. He took a pretty good lick at the end, but he still managed to pick up, you know, 10, 12 yards. Hey, he's running for his life, I mean, to start the play. And once he hit the corner, he was able to pick up some positive yards. Third down and five from midfield. Panthers lead 14-0, 5.20 left. Looks like we've got a, a timeout southeast with the Panthers leading 14-0. Well, we got a second. Tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther football on Alive 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM, is sponsored in part by these great local derby businesses. Tender Care Lawn and Landscape, Wilhite Auto Service, MJB Heating and Cooling, Federated Builders, Builders, Derby Junior Football, Radio Shack of Derby, Derby Recreation Center, and the Derby Informer. Next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on Live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. Well, Doyle, and during the uh, timeout, I want to tell you that Scott Simmons came running onto the field. So he is here after his soccer game. So, again, if you just caught it, Derby did advance quarterfinals, beating campus tonight one to nothing. And so Simmons doing dual action tonight. Well, good, good. I'm glad he's here. Maybe, you know, it would be great if he'd come in and kick an extra point. Then he can say he participated in two sports on Friday night. Third and about five for the Buffaloes. They hand it a little bit of a quick pass out in the flat. Going to pick up a couple of yards, but it's going to be, well, it, one of the officials is indicating it was an incomplete pass. But uh, I, Yeah, that, that play, I, I heard the whistle. There's got to be, I assume there was a penalty as quickly, quick as you heard the whistle go. And the, and the snap wasn't a great snap, but I, I'm not exactly sure what they called. But uh, it is fourth down and uh, – about five for Southeast. Well, they're going to go for it, which, I mean, what do you got to lose? You trail 14-0 still in the first quarter. Going to be fourth and five. And he's going to be just kind of got rid of the football, the quarterback did. He had a lot of pressure on him by Jenkins. And uh, the Panthers are going to get it at midfield. First and 10, leading 14-0, and we're still in the first quarter. Yeah, you're exactly right. He rolled out. He'd not been out of out of the pocket and out away from the tackles. He just chucked the ball out of bounds because he knew there was no chance for it. Derby was in press coverage on that play, which was kind of impressive. I was looking down uh, close to the sideline to see how that was going to pan out, but again, Southeast had no chance. They just uh, threw the ball out of bounds. Well, Wash and Edwards are in the backfield. Trips to the near side. Single wide out far side for the Panthers. And back to pass. There's a penalty marker. I'm thinking the Panthers are going to get called for illegal shift. Maybe maybe illegal motion. We were moving too early again. So that's going to move it back five yards to the 45. It's going to be first and 15. You know, it's interesting. Coach Clark talked in his pregame about the weather this week that, you know, they, they went out on the field Monday and Tuesday, but he said, you know, I don't know how much we got done. It was so icy and slippery. I think kids had a lot of fun in it, but you know, it's hard to work on timing uh, in those conditions. First and 15. 
Again, back to pass goes Wash. He's being pressured, and he got sacked. He's going to lose a lot of yardage on the play. He'll lose probably seven or eight yards on first down. So it's going to be second down. It looks like about, I'm going to guess, 22 or three for the Panthers back on their own 36-yard line. They need to get to the southeast 40 for a first down. Edwards gets to the outside, makes a couple guys miss, gets back out to about the 47. So it's going to be third down and probably uh, 13 yards to go. And Panthers, uh, this is the first offensive series where they have to uh, have a little adversity. Everything else has been pretty, pretty quick hitter. Now they're in a situation with third and long. Third and 13 from their own 47. Again, they give it to Edwards. He makes a cut up the middle, first down, 35, 30, 25, and gets brought down at about the 20-yard line. So another nice run by Dylan Edwards. Now he had a guy from southeast that had the angle on him that time and, and came and got him, but not not before uh, Edwards picks up big yardage. Well, we got uh, one of our listeners, loyal listeners from uh, Wichita tonight. Carlos Z is listening to us. Good shout-out to him. He's a loyal Panther fan. First and 10 from the 20, back to pass. Got a man wide open in the end zone. Reed listed, touchdown, Panthers. Now, Panthers are just having their way with Wichita Southeast right now. Uh, again, just wide open. There was not a Southeast defender within 10 yards of him. It's going to be an extra point attempt coming right up, and it's still Jessup. It's going to be booting that thing. I don't even know uh, the way Simmons ran on. He came out raving his hands. I don't know if Coach Clark knows he's out yet. But, uh, again, you, you got to keep letting the freshman kick for right now. Good hold, good snap. Low kick, but it went straight through the uprights. So it's 21-0 with 3.50 to go in the first. Panthers lead this one. And, uh, you know, so far, like you said, they've just been having their way. Well, and it's it's kind of neat to see that uh, you look out there and you see how well Lim Wash is throwing the football. Yeah, the guys aren't covered real well, but, you know, sometimes that's hard. You know, you're hitting guys in stride, hitting guys like that. You know, how often do you see it? The guy's so wide open, the quarterback just can't find him. Yeah, or or a guy's so wide open, he drops the football. Because, but you're, you're right, Lim's throwing the ball. He's, he's hitting his receivers in stride so far tonight. And that's a good thing. Like I said, it's great to start peaking right now. But guess who's out to kick? Mr. Simmons. So, so what you were just saying, yeah, I, I don't think people understand what a big deal that is. This young man's a soccer player. He just left the soccer field where he plays, and he's out here on a Friday night now kicking. So phenomenal effort by Mr. Simmons. And, again, congratulations to the Derby soccer team. Yes, congratulations to them. And, and I think that's pretty neat that uh, Simmons hustled out here, got dressed in his football gear, and uh, he's out kicking off now. Panthers lead 21 nothing with 3.50 to go in the first quarter. High end over end, going to come down at about the 7. Panthers are all over that one. They get out to about the 23 or 24. He made a couple guys miss before Tanner Knox brought him down. Yeah, you and I talked, uh, you know, earlier tonight about 
these kids. Uh, you Several years ago, we played Wichita North. It was a runaway game. They had four or five seniors at the end of the game that dropped their shoes in the middle of the field. And, and, you know, and, and what you like is just that return. You see these kids giving 110% effort. You know, younger kids, they're not giving up. And I think that's going to be Coach Count's big deal is keep these kids bought into the program. Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at his roster and see how many underclassmen he has, you betcha. His future could be bright because they're getting a baptism of fire tonight. 345, Panthers lead in the first, 21-0. Pitch to the tailback. Panthers smother that one. In fact, they put the ball on the ground, I think, but he might have been down already. Now, again, Panthers, you know, they're trying to run just a, a wide play. And when you look up and you're a running back and you're trying to get to the edge and you see four or five green jerseys in your way, it's not a good feeling. Well, it looked like San John Murphy was the ball carrier. He got hit by two or three Panthers on the far side of the field and lost probably, I'm going to guess, three yards. It's going to be second and long for the Golden Buffaloes. They trail 21 nothing. And on, they try a reverse, and it was a fake reverse, evidently, and the quarterback just got smothered. He's going to lose another three or four yards. I'm going to give you that. I don't know how you can tell it's a reverse or a fake reverse as quick as the Panthers are in the backfield. I don't know what I, – I really I, – I think if you're Southeast, you're looking up going, man, all I see is green jerseys. So, once again, Southeast just keeps getting pushed backwards. Well, they had a guy coming to the near side in motion, and he acted like he wanted to give it to him, but – he Panthers might have been running away. He might have looked up and said, don't give me the ball. I want out of here. The Panthers were right there. So, uh, you know, it really didn't have anywhere to go with the ball. 2.20 left. 21 nothing Derby. We're in the first quarter. Back pass. It's going to be incomplete. It was intended for the wide receiver, I can't tell. It looked like Aikens was on coverage for the Panthers, and he had a good jo- did a good job of uh, uh, coverage there. You know, Doyle Southeast, I've got a good buddy that uh, his mom taught at Southeast years ago, and Wichita Southeast uh, has a new stadium. They got a new school they built a couple of years ago. I think they just opened the stadium, so it gives the Wichita City League one more place to play, and uh, that's, that's kudos to the Wichita City League as – they're in much need of uh, facilities. Yeah, they, they uh, christened it last week. <clears throat> Southeastern Heights. A little bit of a low snap, but the punter gets it off. It's going to be taken by Liston at about the 45 of Southeast. Finds the crease. Gets brought down at about the 20. By Pedro Lopez. Well, right now, all phases of the game, the Panthers are just dominating Wichita Southeast. We're still 158 in the first quarter. Panthers lead 21 to nothing. And really, you got to say it, they're threatening again. Well, the ball's on the 21 yard line. And really, the only play that Southeast has made on our offense was they did sack our quarterback. But uh, that was one play. Panthers have it deep in Southeast Territory. Southeast just burned another timeout. Yeah, it looks like Southeast called another timeout. But, you know, they're probably good timeouts. You know, maybe he's trying to settle his players down a little bit. And, uh, you know, 
But he's he's got a tough hill hill to climb. But he's got a tough hill to climb tonight. Oh, no question. Again, I think what you got to do is keep these young players motivated right now. Yeah, and he and he's got to. Again, it's a beautiful night here in Derby. First round of the playoffs, and and uh, Panthers have a big lead, twenty-one to nothing. Doyle, it's just good to be at home. I mean, we were able to go down and get a burger before the game and talk to some of the Derby fans. And uh, you know, I think everybody needs this. They need, you know, we're outside. The fans are wearing their masks. They're socially distanced, but everybody needs this. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. Fans are wearing their masks and they are socially distancing. And uh, you know that that's part of it. And and you know that's that's a pretty, from my perspective, that's a pretty easy thing to do to allow these kids to be playing and competing on Friday night. Amen. Here we go. First and ten from the twenty-one. Back to pass goes Lim Wash. Got a man over the middle. It looked like Reed Liston again. And it's a touchdown. Hit him right in stride. Again, you can't deliver a football any better than that. And, and Lim Wash is spot on hooking up with Reed Liston, who's his favorite target. Doyle, I got to comment on these lights again. The new lights, I mean, we're kind of doing the stadium in phases. And we've got the new lights. We've got the new field. Next year comes the new uh, bleachers, concessions, locker rooms. But the new lights that they can strobe on and off, and their LED are pretty sweet. New parking lot. Much needed renovations to Panther Stadium. much needed renovations. And Simmons is in, and he kicks the extra points. Panthers lead 28-0, so what a neat deal for Simmons. Again, he plays a soccer game, the advance, and now he's here kicking extra points and kicking off for the Panthers. Great deal for for our kicker. Well, Doyle, you know, you, you you threw in right at the last, the new parking lot. It's phenomenal. I mean, anyone that ever has been to Derby Stadium, you know that, man, you're over there parking at the rec center. You're parking on the side streets, the church across the street, anywhere you can go. And, and again, I got another buddy that lives in Texas that I know likes to listen to the games. And he was in town last year, probably a little before this time. And he goes, unbelievable that Derby doesn't have a better facility for this program. And, you know, I, I hope, John, if you're back in town sometime, you, you not only stop by and visit, but you come by next year and look at this stadium because I think the, the, what we're doing is, is much needed and well-deserved. You know, probably one of the big things I miss is, is we've been tailgating with a group of people for, oh, gosh, I'm going to guess 30 years, and there's no tailgating this year, even though there's a nice new parking lot. There's no no tailgating, so, uh, you know, we kind of miss that, but next year will be another year. Yeah, and a lot of those guys, I know they've, they've gone to, hey, you know, we can't be at the game. We listen to you guys on Friday nights, and, and again, that was just a, a tradition that we hope gets to uh, continue on next year. Simmons is kicking off. Panthers lead 28-0. We're still in the first quarter. Southeast is going to take it at about the 10. He gets, gets through the first line of defense for the Panthers, made a couple of guys miss. He gets all the way out to about the 32, maybe the 33-yard line. That was Joel Underwood. Yeah, and that was a, a very nice return by Underwood because he, uh, again, there was no hesitation. He made a couple of nice cutbacks and uh, picked up a good yardage. Joel's just a, a junior, 5'9", 190-pounder. Well, you look you look down their roster, and they've got very few seniors. And uh, 
that's uh, I guess that might bode well for their program in coming years. Well, you, you know, I, I know that that's one thing Coach Counts hopes bodes well for his program. Well, the weather forecast is hot tonight because uh, assistant athletic director's in here and he's wearing shorts. <laughs> Quick pass to the flat. Guy makes one guy miss. Now the Panther defense is catching up to him. He's going to lose two or three yards. The the help was there. Yeah, no, no question. I mean, Southeast was trying to run. wasn't really a screen. It was just a little bubble pass. And you know, the minute he catches the football, he looks up and there's four or five green jerseys in his way. And you almost looked like he wanted to throw the ball. He, he had it in his hand, like, oh, what now? And Panther just smothering for another loss. Yeah, that was a Talon Smith on the receiving end of that. He's a sophomore, six foot one sixty five. This first week of playoffs, uh, you lose, you go home. Back to pass. Now he ducks, finds a bit of a lane, the quarterback, and he finally just drilled by, it looked like Luke Stewart. (laughs) Luke Stewart came flying in from his linebacker position, and he just levels him. I I mean, you know, again, Panthers are in press coverage. You look out there, and they're in press coverage and doing a great job with it. If there's one thing that's hurt the Panthers this year's cutback lanes, and that's exactly what he did. He looked up and found a little bit of a lane, but Luke Stewart had uh, – he got there quickly. Well, the young man slid, which was probably yeah. a smart thing to do. Luke just kind of flew over the top of him, but uh, Luke was coming like a missile. And uh, so he probably did the right thing by getting down. Did, did pick up six or seven yards on the play, however. So it's going to be third and eight for Southeast. Panthers lead 28-0 from the backside. There's that man, Luke Stewart, again. Now Luke Stewart came flying in from his linebacker spot and drug him down from the backside. I mean, before he ever had a chance, they lose more yardage to bring up fourth and long. Well, that's going to end the first quarter. Panthers lead. It's been a long first quarter. Panthers lead 28-0. This is Panther football on Live 105, KDKQ. You're exclusive home for Panther football on the radio. We'll be back. We'd like to thank Derby Junior Football for their support of Derby Panther football on Alive 105 KDKQ. Derby Junior Football embraces youth athletic competition in a way that should be competitive, fun, and a key component of a child's education. The Derby Junior Football Organization promotes important life skills like desirable personal and social behaviors and the development of good character. You can learn more about the Derby Junior Football Program and find out about signing up by calling 788-8500. You can also find them on Facebook and on the web. Since 1970, Wilhite Automotive has been servicing vehicles in Derby, Kansas. With their two certified master ASE technicians, they offer services like oil change, air conditioning, transmission services, and much more. Wilhite Automotive is located at 200 West Washington Street in Derby and can be reached at 316-788-0514. Locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Well, we're back at Panther Stadium where Derby's leaps big in this one, 28-0 after one quarter. Uh, uh, Southeast is going to have it fourth down and looks like about 14 from their 28-yard line. Panthers have uh, Liston and Edwards back, and they're, they're, Panthers are going to get 
again, good field position, unless the ball just takes a weird bounce, but they should get good field position to start their next possession. Well, we have a celebrity uh, uh, stats guy up here with us tonight. He, he was just sharing with me, Southeast has two first downs in the first quarter, both by penalty. Another low snap. Panthers block it or at least get a piece of it. If it's going to roll dead at about the 47 or 48-yard line. Well, punter's getting up very slowly. Panthers had two or three guys just obliterate him as he gets rid of the ball. But Whitehead immediately was motioning that Panthers had their fingers on part of the ball. And, man, the Southeast kid got up very slowly. Well, one, one of the guys that was in there, one of the three guys, uh, was Case and Lindsey. He uh, put, a, put a pretty good whack on the guy. And, uh, you know, but there was several Panthers back there to kick the block. Panthers have a two-back offense now. They give it to Edwards. He breaks the line of scrimmage and picks up probably, I'm going to say, six or seven. Yeah, this – this is very interesting. Uh, we've got Hubbard in at one of the one of the backs, along with uh, Dylan Edwards. Uh, you know, Coach talked about that in one of our Friday night meetings about you know about a two back offense. Well, and Hubbard again, five six, hundred and forty pound freshman. They give him the ball. He goes to the far side of the field. Going to get a first, yeah, close to a first down. It's going to be, uh, yeah, I think they're going to give it to him just based on the spot. Yeah, Hubbard's another guy. I don't know what his 40 time is, but this kid's got some wheels. Yeah, there, there's a little bit of speed in the backfield, and and you're right. I don't, I don't know what his uh, 40 time is. He's only a freshman, but uh, I guarantee you he can pick him up and lay him down as well. No question. These are two guys that are going to be fun to watch the next next couple of years. 10.50 to go in the half. Panthers lead 28-0. And again, they give it to Hubbard. He comes to the near side this time, gets to the corner, 30, gets brought down at about the 30, 28-yard line, so close to a first down. Uh, Coach Clark's showing some new wrinkles tonight, trying some things out. You know, I, I always say it's not only do you want to see how these things will execute in the futures, but you want to give other teams that are getting ready to play us a few more things to think about. Exactly. This time of year, yeah, you want to prepare for as much as you can get them to prepare for. Second one after a nine-yard pickup by Hubbard. Back to pass goes Wash. Now he pulls it down, makes a guy miss at the 20, 15, and runs out of bounds at probably about the 20. It looks like they're going to mark it at about the 15. Well, Lem had a couple of targets open early, and then, you know, I think he looked up and thought, man, I can do whatever I want with it, <laughs> and why not if you can tuck the ball and pick up the first down? Uh, good move by Lem Wash. It's going to be first 10 from the 15 with 10-10 to go in the half. Again, they give it to Hubbard. Cuts up the field. He's going to get in for the score. Derek Hubbard, the freshman, goes in for a 15-yard touchdown. Well, I'm not 100% sure, but that I think that's Hubbard's first score of the season. I, I, you might be right. I don't remember him hitting a touchdown. I know he's been in in a mop-up role several times, and he came in at Newton and uh, did pretty well at the Newton game. So, Well, I'm going to take that back. It's second touchdown of the season. First one at home, I know that. Simmons, Scott Simmons in for the extra point. It's 34-0, and the 
the kick was blocked. So that's a plus for Southeast on a night where Derby's really done about whatever they wanted. Tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther football on a live 105 KDKQ 105.9 FM is sponsored in part by these great local Derby businesses. Biddles Automotive, Riverside Cafe of Derby, Derby Public Library, Pause Photography by Kelsey Blocky, DNB Service Center, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, Shelton Collision Repair, and DNM Mechanical Heating and Air. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on a live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. Without these guys, we couldn't put on this broadcast week in and week out. Loyal sponsors, and we appreciate it. Well, and again, we can't say enough to, you know, these Derby sponsors for what they do. And and I know I said it a couple of weeks ago, but it's tough times right now. COVID and everything for a lot of the local businesses, it's it's tough. And these guys step up every year and, and support the Panthers. So go in and help these guys out when you have the opportunity. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, they, these guys, some of these uh, sponsors have been doing it for a long time. Panthers lead 34 to nothing at 10.03 to go in the half. They're kicking off again. Well, I look over to the uh, northeast and our, our, our family that always has the big kettle going with the fire. They're back at it tonight. Uh, good to see. Yeah, I, I see that. Take it at about the eight-yard line. Panthers special teams kind of. About the 20, they, they kind of slowed him down and took him down. So it's going to be right around the 20 where Southeast will start their next possession. And again, you got to feel for Coach Counts in the situation. I mean, his job is to keep these kids' heads up. I mean, you know, you, you know again, you look up at the scoreboard and you go, man, I'm, I'm getting beat 34 to nothing early in the second quarter. And now I'm starting this drive from my 20 yard line or 15 yard line. I mean, it's just, it just, Again, excuse me, 20, but again, it's it's just a tough battle. Yeah, I've seen one of our starting wide receivers kind of limping off the field, so you don't want that to happen. So he might be done for the night. We'll wait and see. First and 10. Rodriguez is the quarterback. Southeast shows motion. Back to pass. It's incomplete. Good coverage out there by the Panthers. Well, the way you stop, I mean, if you're a team and you're going, man, I'm getting so much pressure on me, you try and start hitting the quick passes. You try and hit screens. You try and do something to loosen up the defense. And right now, the Panthers are just uh, firing on all cylinders. Jameer Clement was the coverage guy for the Panthers. He was he was on the receiver like a blanket. The clock stopped with uh, 9.50 to go after the incompletion. Panthers lead 34-0. Ball's on about, it looks like around the 20-yard line, 21-yard line maybe, back to pass. Again, out in the flat. Panthers cover that pretty good. Pass was caught by Talon Smith. The Panthers smothered him after about a yard or two gain. And that's the old pass play. That sooner or later, one of our corners or safety is going to read that and step in front of him and take it back the other direction because that's all they're doing right now is just, I guarantee you, Southeast has thrown the ball more tonight than they have in any ball game. Yeah, they've thrown it several times. Uh, 
Rodriguez seems to have a pretty good arm. He's only a junior. He'll be back next year. In fact, this whole team, there's only a couple of seniors on the team. The whole team will be back next year. Which doesn't bode well for your program. You you don't like having just a couple of seniors. And it picked off. Looked like it was Jenkins from his linebacker position. Picked the ball off, took it down to about the 16-yard line. Well, like I said, you can only sit back there so many times and go, man, sooner or later I'm going to step in front of this thing. And and really, Southeast Telegraph throw, Jenkins stepped in front. Once again, Panthers are in uh, deep threat uh, to put more points on the board. Ball's on the 16-yard line. Still going to use their, looks like their two-back offense with uh, Wash, Edwards, and Hubbard in the backfield. Panthers take out a wide receiver and uh, just add a running back. Again, it's Hubbard. Gets inside the 10, inside the 5. Touchdown, Derek Hubbard. Man, I'll tell you, I don't know where where you keep finding these kids at. This is a freshman, little guy. He ran up the middle, made a couple of nice cuts, hit the edge, and uh, he was gone. I mean, just... uh, you didn't used to see freshmen performing in 6A football at this level. It's 40 to nothing. 8.45 left in the in the half. Uh, Panthers have put up 40 points in uh, you know, just a few minutes. In about 15 minutes. Yeah, Southeast think, is offside, so yeah. Panthers... I think Southeast smelled. They blocked that last kick, and they were really wanting to get across the line uh, that time, and they, they obviously jumped off sides. Panthers declined the penalty, though Simmons is still on to kick the extra point. Mercer Thatcher's the holder. Liston is the long snapper. Good snap. Good hold. And the extra point is good. So it's 41 nothing with 8.45 to go. In the first half. Well, I suspect that you'll uh, see some, uh, probably some reserves fairly soon in tonight's ball game. But, you know, it's a tough deal because if you're a coach's staff, you already missed two ball games due to COVID. You, you know, you're not really in the physical condition that week one of the playoffs you'd like to be in. So, you know, what do you do? You start pulling kids too soon, and then you're not ready for week two of the playoffs, week three of the playoffs. So, you know, I would expect that maybe we'll see the starters through a little bit of the first half, but uh, we'll we'll have to see. Uh, I'm pretty sure they were just a couple of the referee officials were talking to Coach Clark. I, we, we have no idea what they were talking about, but you're up 41 to nothing with 8.45 to go. you got to figure – there's going to be some kind of an agreement made. I don't know what that would be, but well, generally speaking, I think the running clock's after half, and uh, we have seen a couple of occasions where they get together and the coaches say, "Hey, let's just do the running clock now," and and that may be the situation here. And if you're, you know, really, if you're Wichita Southeast, you, you got to assume that that may not be a bad call by Coach Counts. But Panthers will be kicking off. When I, I, they're they're having a pretty good discussion. They're, they're now talking to Coach Clark again, and uh, I don't know what I don't know what they're talking about. Like I said, we don't have a we don't have a sideline mic. We don't have a we don't have a representative down there with a mic. But uh, I guess if it, if it is a running clock, we'll find out. 
Yeah, and you're exactly right. That's uh, we'll have to see what they. We're going to figure it out pretty quick. I think after the kickoff, we'll we'll figure out if they go to the running clock. But uh, you know, I I don't know. That's a at that point, I think at half, it's a, it's a mandatory deal. But early on, uh, it may be a gentleman's agreement. Well, we got to see what's going on there. Neither team has left their sideline huddle. Now Southeast is coming out of their sideline huddle. Yeah, and if you're Coach Count, you probably are in there talking to him and going, "Hey, this is this is man up time. This is where we got to, uh, you know, look at look at ourselves and 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 not give up, not cave in, not uh, you know, we got to start building on the future." And and I I would I'd be telling these guys, "I'm we're primarily underclassmen. Stay in the ball game." It's going to be Simmons again kicking off. Yeah, Panthers lead in this one 41-0 with 8.45 to go in the half. It's uh, three minutes, 15 seconds into the second quarter. So 15-15, the Panthers have put up 41 points. And, uh, you know, it's got to be somewhat demoralizing for Southeast. But, you know, and I agree with you. You know, as a coach, you want these kids to compete. It doesn't matter if it's 100 to nothing. You still want to compete. End over end coming down at about the seven. Oh, I think we're going to see a penalty marker. Yeah, and that's a good call. I mean, we were we were back here. We were going to stop him about the 15, but we were definitely up high on the shoulder pads, and you could see the southeast runners neck snap back. So it's going to be a big 15-yarder against the Panthers. It'll be a face mask against the Panthers. And, and you know, that was just one of those things that, that happened. Oh, well, yeah, it wasn't a blatant. It wasn't, hey, we reached out. It really was almost like we, we just caught him in our elbow, clear up around the head. And, uh, again, all of, most of Southeast plus yardages have been 15-yard penalties against the Panthers. And, again, all aggressive mistakes. I don't think there was anything blatant on the punt, uh, roughing the punt or anything like that. But uh, that's the only success Southeast had tonight. Ball's out to the 31 now. Uh First down and 10 yards to go from the 31. Panthers are up 41-0. And straight up the middle goes the ball carrier. He gets out to the 40, 50. Finally brought down by Aikens at about the, looked like about the 30. I guess the 28-yard line of the Panthers, so good run by uh, the Southeast tailback. Right, and, and again, Panther starters are still in tonight's ball game, so that was just a nice plus yardage play by Wichita Southeast. Get all the way down to the Panther 28 from their own 31, so nice gain. That's In that one play, they probably gained more yards than they had up to that point. I will agree with you on that. So first and 10 from the Panther 28. Back to pass goes the quarterback. Rodriguez hits the man out in the flat. Panthers cover it. He changes direction, gets back to about the line of scrimmage, and then he's smothered by a host of Panthers. Yeah, I think the Panthers uh, immediately converged on him, and he thought that, hey, maybe if I switch directions, it'll work out better. The minute he turned around, he had another four or five sets of green jerseys right in front. Uh, Going to lose about a half yard on the play. That's, that was Underwood on the reception. Underwood's a junior, 5'9", 190. 
Southeast had the, had a nice run on the previous play, best gain of the night. Rodriguez is the quarterback. Second 10 from the Panther 28. Back to pass goes Rodriguez. Got a lot of pressure put on him. He just he threw it out in the flat. It's caught, it looked like, but the guy slipped to the ground, and he's going to lose a yard or two, so it's going to be uh, that's going to be third down about 12. Well, that time, Rodriguez kind of kind of looked like a Patrick Mahomes play. He had so many guys breathing down his neck that he kind of threw the ball sidearm to get out of the out of the predicament. And, you know, what's it do? It, uh, you lose another couple yards on the play. Yeah, the guy on the reception was Underwood again. So now it's third 12 from the Panther 30 after a two-yard loss. Underwood's in the backfield with Rodriguez. Trips to the far side. Back to pass goes Rodriguez. The man caught at about the looks like the, about the 23, so it's going to be fourth down and about five. Yeah, he catches a ball, and Colson Sering's ready to plant him the minute he gets his hands on the football. So still brings up fourth and long, but uh, obviously in four-down territory. The ball's resting on, it looks like, the Panther 23, and they've got to get down to the 18 for a first down. I think if you're the Panther defense, this is one of those parts where you you, you got to at least look at it and think, hey, this is an opportunity to uh, to, to really show something. Searing's coming off the field. I looked at him, and he, he looked like he was just having a little bit of problem, and he stopped and said something to one of the referees, and he's coming off for at least a play. Yeah, that, that they stopped. They stopped play. Nobody time out. They just stopped play. Get Searing off the field. Looks like uh, Doc Needery taking a look at him. It's going to be fourth down and five. Yeah, just maybe a minor battle that the, the Panthers have to, to fight tonight on this fourth down. Panthers are blitzing. Back to pass goes Rodriguez. He's running for his life. Looks like the ball was caught. Just a good catch by the – now they're saying incomplete. It sure yeah, looked I, like it was caught, but the official on the near side waved it off. I uh, think they, the first down is what I think the call is. Well, I'm thinking you're right now. Yeah, he caught the ball, and, I, and my debate was – did he get enough for the first down? But it was very close. So first, first down of the night by Southeast on a play. I mean, they had two other ones that were a result of penalties, but that's the first time they moved the football really offensively tonight. They got it down to the 18. I, the, the near side line judge was waving it off, but evidently he wasn't where he needed to be to see whether it was caught or not. Rodriguez rolling to the near side. Oh, he got lit up. Lost about, I don't know, four or five yards. I think it was Luke Stewart again. I believe he's the guy on the play. And, and uh, he actually absolutely lit him up. May have been uh, Ole Minton. It was either Stewart or Minton, but he was uh, definitely lit up on the play. Going to be second down after about, looks like a five-yard loss. So they're back out to the 23. Second. 15 or 16. Clock moving five minutes to go till the half. 
Panthers lead 41-0. And on a reverse. Southeast was never set. They had guys moving. They had about everything wrong. You could go wrong on a play happened to them. Evidently, the officials blew the whistle. The runner took a cut up the field, but uh, evidently the officials blew the whistle. I wondered why the Panthers stopped. I, I uh, didn't see the flag. So. No, that's why I say, I mean, I, I, it looked like they could have could have picked what penalty they wanted to call on Southeast on that play. So that's lost another five yards. So it's now about uh, second 21 from the Panther 28. A reverse, the same play. Panthers sniff it out. Looked like Luke Stewart on the hit. I can't even express to listeners about how much. I mean, Panthers are just blowing through these guys. That what a ill-conceived play. A minute he tried to reverse. We had two or three back backers in the backfield for him. They just lit the play up. What, what looked like it maybe was going somewhere for Southeast has now resulted in a couple of losses. The ball's back on the 35-yard line. That's going to be third and 28 for Southeast. They trail 41 nothing with uh, 3.54 to go in the half, the first half. KDKQLP Derby. Panthers are playing coverage. Ball's up and just kind of thrown out. Evidently, somebody ran a wrong pattern because he threw the ball. Nobody was there. Yeah, he just threw the ball up for grabs, wanting to get rid of it. And it brings up fourth and, and an eternity for Wichita Southeast. Uh, I think if your coach counts, you go for it, though. I mean, the ball's resting on uh, the Panther 35. I just You don't have anything to lose. No, not at this point. Not trailing 41-0. 340 left in the half. So I, I say they go for it. It'll you can kind of figure it'll be a pass play. Panthers are they're really not playing press coverage. They they're kind of giving them a little bit of room, and they'll rally to the football if if the ball is complete. Back to pass, picked off. Looked like Case Lindsey. He gets the ball all the way out to the. 47 or 48-yard line. The Panthers got a helmet that came flying off of one of our defenders. And then, then you look up and you see a late flag thrown by the White Hat. So you got to assume when the helmet goes flying off that hard, it had to have been pulled off by a Wichita Southeast player. We'll see what the call is. Well, that, that play, I, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, I really didn't realize old Kaysen had that good of hands. <laughs> He's Sure is a good wrestler. He made that catch look easy and the run look easy. So good job by our safety. Well, it is a personal foul against Wichita Southeast, so that's going to tack another 15 yards on the uh, play. And you know, very, very little has gone southeast uh, southeast way tonight. But uh, and here, here's what I'm thinking: Panthers are going to want to try to score again to get it above that 45 point margin because that will assure in the second half a running clock if not now wash pitches it out to edwards he makes a couple guys miss reverses his field he's going to get dropped for maybe a yard gain on first down yeah that was all on dylan edwards just to get back to the line of scrimmage because there really was no running room for him on that play so you know if you're wichita southeast you build on a couple things you build on the on the positives and not the negatives well they played that they played that play 
That little pitch play, they played it perfectly. Second and ten. This time Edwards goes up the middle. He kind of stumbles at the line of scrimmage and then kind of still falls forward, picks up six. Now you got to like, we just had a, a tremendous block by one of our uh, – lineman on the play, Jonas Vickers, had blown his guy so far out and got the smash. I mean, he, he got the takedown on the play. And if you're an offensive lineman, that's what you always want to see is, man, I just planted my guy. I didn't just open a hole. I planted him. What do they call those? Pancakes? Pancake block. Yeah. Panthers are letting the clock run. It's 2.20 to go in the first half. They've still got under 10 seconds to go on play clock, so they need to hustle. It's going to be third and four. Wash on a keeper, first down, down to about the 25. Now, Lim hadn't ran the ball very much tonight. He's, he's been able to hand the football off to, to Edwards or Hubbard, or he's really uh, struck hard with his arm tonight on a couple nice touchdown passes. Yeah, he, hadn't had to, he hasn't had to run a lot tonight. Been able to pass and just hand the ball off, like you said. Pitch to Edwards. Makes a couple guys miss at the line of scrimmage. Then he's going to pick up oh, a couple. You know, I looked up on the, on that play, and I, I think the Panthers go the opposite direction, and they can just run for daylights. Uh, instead, there's going to be a penalty enforced. Uh, it should be a holding call against Derby. Derby's walking back, so it's obviously against them. So it's going to be probably first and 20 from about the 35-yard line. I don't think, with the ball being on the near hash mark, that uh, I don't think Southeast has the manpower to stop us if we do go to the right side. First and 20, 41-0, Panthers, clock moving, 135 left in the half. They give it to Edwards. He gets to the far side. 20, 15, 10. Touchdown, Panthers. Did I call it? Yeah, I mean, you just could see it. The way it set up on the play before, you, you look and you go, man, I did. the way they were split out, I, it was, hey, we need to pick up one block and we can run on the outside. Obviously, the coaching staff saw the same thing, and Edwards is able to get the edge and uh, easily get into the end zone for the Derby. That's what, three for Edwards tonight? I've lost track. I, I'm, I'm going to have to take my shoes off here in a little bit to keep score. Uh, we got some good stats coming in at halftime, so we'll be we'll know then. Simmons on to kick the extra point. Mercer Thatcher, the holder, kicks up, and it is good. So with uh, 127 left in the first half, Panthers have a big lead, 48-0 on Southeast Golden Buffaloes. Well, it's been uh, all Panthers from the get-go tonight. I mean, they've just came out firing on all cylinders. And, uh, you know, you hate to say it, but those lights were flashing on and off, strobing. You got to go back to old Dandy Don, you know, and those guys saying, turn out the lights, party's over. Dole, tonight we have listeners all over again uh, uh, in Arkansas, Tennessee, Denton, Texas, Ottawa, Kansas, Irving, Texas, Brookfield, Wisconsin. So, once again, we've got Panther fans uh, that like to listen to the broadcast, and we go back to that old adage, uh, once a Panther, always a Panther uh, tonight. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's nice to have those those uh, listeners all over the country. And, uh, you know, it, it 
it just says something for this program here. If you got people around the country wanting to listen to all or at least part of the ball game, uh, and and tonight, you know, this is probably uh, not one of the better opponents. No offense, but uh, that we will face from here out. Uh, the good news we we, we we made up with Alexa. You know, last week Alexa and, and and the radio station we were kind of on on bad terms, and this week uh, Alexa got together with us, and the marriage is back together. Good. Simmons, high end over end, is going to be fielded at about the five yard line. Runners taken down at about the 15. Now, that that particular stand by our special teams, I think Coach Clark will give them an A. And if you're the Southeast returner, he caught the ball and he just stopped. It was like, oh, man. what? And, I, and maybe he was trying to change the timing of the play and thinking he'd get something done, but it didn't fare well as uh, Southeast is going to start off on about their own 16. Well, it's a full moon here at Panther Stadium tonight. I, you, know, you look out, and tomorrow's Halloween, so you know you got to figure the ghouls and goblins will be out soon. What about the armadillos? Armadillos will be out. There's no question. If you if you live in Derby, uh, there's guys from Texas and all. They've sent the armadillos up uh, Doyle's way, so I know he looks forward to uh, seeing those every morning. It is a nice full moon out tonight. Panthers lead 48. Nothing. 120 left in the first half. And the Panthers on the handoff, they throw the runner for about, I'm going to guess, a five, maybe a six-yard loss. Just, I mean, they just ran right through it. Yeah, if, you're, gonna, if you're southeast, you're going, hey, there's one about a minute left here in the quarter, and you don't want anything else negative to happen to you. Well, yeah, I think you just kind of don't do anything fancy. Just keep the clock moving and, uh, uh, you know, get in at halftime and regroup, I guess. I said you don't want to fumble the football. You you should be able to run the clock out before half, so you don't want to do anything that just really hurts you. 35 seconds left in the half. Panthers lead 48-0. Southeast has it. Delay. And then there's a delay of game penalty. That's going to move it back to, oh, I don't know, I don't know whether that's half distance of the goal or if it's not, it'll be on the five-yard line. Well, and the way Southeast, I mean, the way the Panthers have been getting in the backfield, you know, I don't know if you're Southeast, you may be smart to just take a couple knees and uh, not risk getting tackled in the end zone for safety. 20 seconds to go in the half. A little bit of a pass, a pick. It looked like, unless he dropped it. it oh, he like might he have dropped it in the end zone, but that was a, a, it looked like an easy pick for the Panthers. And again, it looked like Jenkins, the outside linebacker. And the official had to wait till he, till he got up to motion the incomplete pass, but it stops the clock. Stopped the clock with 12 seconds to go. Panthers lead 48-0. And he just got the ball off in the nick of time as he was in the end zone when he let go of it. We had Panthers all over, uh, again, all over Rodriguez. It's third and 21. From the five-yard line. They give it straight ahead to the tailback. He cuts it up the field, picks up a yard, maybe two, and that should end the first half. Uh, clock, Well, clock stopped. 
There it's going. So that, that does end the first half. Panthers are going to go in leading big, 48-0 at halftime in a game that, you know, they, the first 15 seconds they had a score. Well, I think if you're if you're Wichita Southeast, you have to say mercifully the clock ran out uh, there because it's, uh, it's been all Panthers here tonight. Uh, they scored on the first possession. Uh, they stopped Southeast. I mean, you know, right now Panthers are uh, – Really, they're not. There's no contest here. Well, and and you know what do you what do you do? You you go in at halftime, and I think you assess what you've done in the first half, and and uh, you know if if you want to start the second half with some number twos in the ball game, you do that because uh, you know like like we both said, this this is uh, first first round of the playoffs, and you don't want a bunch of guys hurt in the you know in the first round of the playoffs. No, anyway. we assume that we're going to start the second half with a running clock, and you have to assume that, again, that uh, the coaches, if you see any starters, it's going to be for a series at best. Uh, other than that, you want to get out of uh, out of tonight's ball game with uh, no injuries. Yeah, you, you don't you – don't, yeah, you want to get out as clean as you can tonight. And, uh, you know, the, the Panthers, I'm sure that's their goal, is to get out as clean as they can and uh, – It'll be quite interesting to see how the second half comes out. I, I see, you know, I keep seeing the white cap talking to Derby people over there. It looks looks like our athletic director is who he's talking to right now. I, I, he needs to start the clocks. What he needs to do to get this halftime going. Well, and they'll wait till the Panthers get in. The, the news I'm seeing is I, I was watching Colson Searing walking off, and, and he, he's walking fine. He's uh, he seems okay, but uh, he's very slow getting off the field. So. We, we we don't know if it's an upper, upper extremity thing or you know at one point I wondered if he maybe had something in his eye or or something but he is getting off the field fairly slow. Yeah, I'm what I'm watching him walk and he's got his uh, uh, rib pads down so he's probably done for the night regardless and uh, you know he he uh, he's a, he's a big cog into that on that defense. He's an inside linebacker and he plays it pretty tough. Well, the good thing, I, I know earlier in the season he had a rib injury and then he came out fine. I'm looking at him and he's, he's twisting his body well, so I don't think it's that, but we'll just, uh, keep our, keep our hopes up that, uh, nothing serious wrong with Colson. Yeah. And, and again, we don't want to lose anybody this time of year. Uh, this is, uh, we don't, on either team. And, uh, you know, it's just, you just don't want that to happen. Panthers have really dominated. This first half, it was unbelievable. Like I said, 15 seconds into the ball game, they led 7-0 on a 60. I think it was a 67-yard run by uh, uh, Edwards, and uh, he really showcased that speed that they talked about in that article at, at, uh, with that run because he ran away from everybody on that. Well, he, he definitely ran away from everybody. And again, I think if your coach counts. All you can do is build on a couple things at halftime and go, hey, we stopped Derby on this. We did this. We got to come out. And again, you're, you're young. You're a very young team. And you, you got to build on the positives. Oh, yeah. You look, you look here and, uh, you know, the next couple of years, Southeast will be better. Uh, they, they've got some, a lot of young young men that are underclassmen that will have another couple of years to play football for Southeast. Panthers lead this one 48-0 at halftime. This is Panther Football on Alive 105 KDKQ. Your home for Panther Football on the radio. We'll be back.
programming on Alive 105 is in part made possible by Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, located at 1033 North Rock Road in Derby, providing estate planning and probate services, as well as assistance with long-term care planning and preservation of assets. Our thanks to Elder Law of Kansas, 777-1186. Proud supporters of Derby Panther football. It's football season. You know what that means? Cold weather is right around the corner. MJB Heating and Cooling has been locally owned in Derby since 1984. They offer system servicing, furnace cleaning, and new energy efficient units. MJB Heating and Cooling can be reached at 316-788-4884. And their website is hjbhvac.com. Proud sponsors of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. The Derby Recreation Commission is a proud sponsor of Derby Panther Football, local community sports programs, and Alive 105. The DRC offers recreational facilities, special events, sports leagues, and programs like art, dance, fitness, and wellness all year round. DRC memberships now include youth and adult fitness classes, along with all other amenities. Learn more about the recreation opportunities the DRC has to offer on the web at derbyrec.com or on Facebook at Derby Rec. Radio Shack, located at 707 North Baltimore, has been in business since 1991. Specializing in electronic parts, computer supplies, indoor and outdoor television antennas, weather scanners, and ham radio supplies. They are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday, and they can be reached at 788-4225. Radio Shack in Derby, a proud sponsor of a Live 105 in Derby Panther football. Biddle's Auto, located at 300 South Baltimore, is here for all your car needs. Offering oil changes, tires, battery replacement, and repair of mechanical issues. Biddle's is always there. Biddle's Auto can be reached at 633-3121 and conveniently on Facebook. Biddle's Auto, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. You'll bring Derby home every week with the Derby Informer. Celebrating 20 years as Derby's hometown newspaper and always proud supporters of all Derby High School athletics and activities. If it's Derby news, you'll know it. Making plans for the special day? Pause Photography offers engaging photo sessions for couples, engagements, and weddings. Past photo sessions and more information can be found on their Facebook page, Pause Photography. You can reach them at 631-5417. Pause Photography. A proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. Yeah, we're back at Panther Stadium. Uh, we're probably 12, 13 minutes away from the start of the second half. Uh, Panthers lead this one big, 48-0. Again, as I said before we went to break, uh, 15 seconds into the ball game, the Panthers took the kickoff and went 67 yards for a touchdown, and it's been all Panthers since then. It's been all Panthers in every phase of the game. Uh, you know, we had, a, you know, the one thing I think Coach Clark probably won't be happy about is some penalties. And, but again, the, the the personal foul penalties have all been aggressive penalties. Like we got a face mask in that we were just tackling high. We didn't we didn't maliciously grab one. We got a roughing the the, the kicker. We've had uh, like a roughing the passer. I mean, but they were all aggressive mistakes. So I think. For the most part, Coach Clark's going to go in pretty happy. Well, go yeah. on, let's let's just go ahead and hop into the in the first half staffs. And again, Panthers, uh, everything's pretty much gone their way in the rushing department. Fourteen touches on the ground for the Panthers, two hundred fifteen yards. Southeast, thirteen attempts on the ground, just seven. Wow, that that's absolutely unbelievable. But you know, we're sitting here watching the game. I guess it's not so unbelievable. We've uh, 
we've witnessed it. And the Panther defense has played great, and the Panther offense has kind of clicked on all eight cylinders. Uh, average yards per rush, Panthers nearly 16 yards per carry, while Southeast is under a yard. In the passing department, Lim Walsh has been spot on tonight. He's for three for three for 95 yards. Southeast seven for 16 for just 16 yards. Panthers, uh, again, tonight, uh, this offensive production in the first half, 18 touches for the Panthers, 310 yards. Wichita Southeast, 31 touches, 23 total yards of offense. Well, yeah, Panthers have had the ball pretty much in uh, Southeast territory. And, uh, you know, we've had a couple interceptions on the defensive side. And, and you know, they've just they've just played well. Yeah, the score indicates it. But if you're the, the Wichita Southeast OC, you got to look up and go, Okay, I got two turnovers in the first half. I'm one for nine on third down conversions. I, I think that pretty much says uh, how the game's going. Panthers have been able to shut them off the whole the whole night. You know, they had one nice run. Southeast did, but uh, that was shut off by the Panther defense. Now, individual stats again. Lim Wash three for three for 95 yards. I know at least two of those were for touchdowns uh, for the Panthers. Reed Liston has two catches for uh, 41 yards. Thatcher has one catch for 54 yards. In the rushing department, Dylan Edwards had had to do a lot tonight. Eight touches, 159 yards. Derek Hubbard, the freshman, four touches for 46. Lim Wash, two touches for six or 18 yards on the ground. Again, 310 total yards of offense for the Panthers in the first half. Holding Southeast to just 23 results in a score of 48 to nothing in favor of the Panthers' well, half. And I know that uh, we've, we've probably got a little bit of a preview of what we're going to see next year with the two-back offense. We've seen Hubbard and Edwards in the backfield, and Hubbard kind of carried the ball most of the time, and, and he acquainted himself quite well. Well, give, give some season stats. Uh, and again, Panther fans, this is just through six ball games. We had a couple that we didn't get because of COVID. Total yards of offense for the Panthers, 2,629, holding our opponents to about half that, 1,533. A couple of individual stats that are, are important. Through six ball games against Dylan Edwards, the young sophomore running back, 116 touches, 1,025 yards, and 13 touchdowns. Lem Wash has six in six ball games, 740 yards and 11 touchdowns. You know that, that's pretty lethal. That's that's almost right around 1,800 yards uh, for two guys. And, that's pretty lethal. Man, we don't want to forget our defense. Uh, just a few of the individual leaders uh, through six ball games. Jack Hallman, we expected big things out of him this year. 57 tackles, 22 of those solos. Uh, Searing has uh, 53 total tackles, 30 or 20 of those individuals. Luke Stewart, who's uh, come up big tonight a couple of times, 36 tackles on the season. Kaysen Lindsey, uh, one of our safeties, 35 uh, tackles on the season. So, again, our defense, we've got some guys really stepping up this year. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And, again, these these are – yeah, this is this is the first round of the playoffs. Normally it would be game nine, but this is game six, seven for us. So, you know, those are pretty phenomenal stats for seven games. Well, you're going to have Dylan Edwards, a guy that already now you throw in what he had before, he's going to be – at the end of tonight he's going to be near uh, 1200 yards uh, and again that's who seven ball games so you know, a lot of these guys they're in week 10 of the season i believe and uh, you know the panthers are just we are excuse me nine panthers are just in week seven 
We're about eight minutes away from the start of the second half. Uh, Panthers lead this one 48-0. You're listening to Panther Football on KDKQ Live 105. You're home for Panther Football on the radio. We'll be back. For nearly 45 years, since 1975, Confederated Builders Incorporated has been serving the Derby area and other communities all over the United States with quality construction and building services. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, Confederated Builders is a general contractor specializing in restaurants and light commercial building projects. You can see homes, churches, strip malls, and other buildings they've built all over our community of Derby. They're located at 503 North Buckner in Derby and can be reached at 788 three. 701 Confederated Builders Incorporated, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Serving the Derby area since 1976, Shelton Collision is here for all your repair needs. Shelton Collision offers paintless repair, body and mechanical work, along with rental cars and towing services. Located at 325 West Patriot in Derby, Shelton Collision is there to help you through any accident-related repairs. Shelton Collision is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Since 1946, Riverside Cafe has been providing hot breakfast all day, every day at all three locations. Riverside Cafe of Derby is conveniently located right off of K-15 in the El Paso Shopping Center, 824 North Baltimore Avenue. Menus and daily specials can be found at their website, RiversideCafeWichita.com. For more information, they can be reached at 425-0057. We'd like to thank DNM Mechanical for their support of Friday Night Derby Panther Football on Alive 105. Locally owned and operated heating and cooling experts with over 50 years experience in commercial and residential service, installation, and indoor air quality. They offer 24-7 emergency service with their main goal to provide you with outstanding heating and cooling products from filters to complete system upgrades. Their motto is honesty, integrity, respect. DNM Mechanical, located in Derby at 2300 North Nelson Drive. They can be reached. 24-7 at 712-4025. More information can be seen on their website, dnmmechanicals.com. Come, Slabbit, how am I going to get to the Derby Public Library when I can't get this car to start? Don't worry, Granny Cletus. We can use the library's online learning resources to help. There's a section on auto repair, small engine repair, and even a database for hobbies and crafts. Great idea, Mooney Pie. Now I can fix this rust bucket and learn to juggle at the same time. Granny, be careful. Let's crank up this car and hit the town. Oh, Granny. Derby Public Library. Tired of pesky weeds? Tender Care offers lawn services like weed control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tender Care, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby. A proud sponsor of a Live 105 and Derby Panther football. Since 1985, DMV Service Center has provided motorists in the Derby area with auto repair services that include alignment, towing, engine maintenance, electrical services, and tires. Located at 722 North Baltimore, on the corner of K-15 and Britain in Derby, they can get you back on the road in no time. More information on services that DMV Service Center has to offer can be seen at dnbservicecenter.com or by calling 788-1641 between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday or 8 a.m. to noon on Saturdays. DMV Service Center is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. 
In need of some weekly inspiration? Join New Spring Church every Sunday at 11 a.m. on Alive 105 for encouraging worship and a message from God's Word that will equip you for the week ahead. Let faith arise. The kind of faith that we live, the kind of faith that functions, the kind of faith that the crowd around us doesn't understand. And when we begin to demonstrate the kind of faith that nobody can figure out, then we can actually become the light of the world. Learn more about New Spring Church in Wichita at newspring.org. Well, we're back at Panther Stadium where Derby's uh, leading in this one 48-0 at the half. Uh, both teams have exited the uh, locker room earlier than normal, but they still have uh, the, the obligatory three-minute workout or limbering up process, which is what they're doing right now. But anyway, we you know we don't know... Uh, about the running clock, we suspect it'll start as soon as the kickoff is, so that will shorten everything up. But while we got some time here before the game, let, we'll go over the the uh, bracket, both the east and west side, and who they're who's being played and what their records are and and where they're playing and that kind of stuff. Uh, the number one seed on the other bracket is Olathe North. They received a bye. A first round by so they'll they'll move out to the next round without playing a game tonight uh, they'll be playing uh, there was three games I believe last night and uh, one of them was Olathe Northwest beat Shawnee Mission West 42 to nothing so that puts Olathe Northwest and Olathe North up against each other next week another game played last night uh, Blue Valley they beat Blue Valley West 38-7 and also Blue Valley Northwest, they beat Shawnee Mission East. They beat them 42-14. Playing tonight, Olathe East, they're 5-1. and one. They're playing Shawnee Mission South, 0-5. They're the number three seed. Blue Valley North, they're 4-3. and three. They're taking on Shawnee Mission North. Olathe West defeated... Olathe South last night, 21 to 11. So they will be taking on the 15 seed or two seed, which received a bye, Shawnee Mission Northwest, five and one. So those are who are playing tonight, played last night on the eastern half of the bracket. On Panthers' side, number one, Lawrence, they're taking on Wichita North. Number nine, Dodge City, is playing number eight, Topeka High. Number five, Gardner Edgerton, they're taking on Wichita South, and we heard they were winning at halftime. And I think that score was 23-7 at half. Of course, your Panthers, they're taking on Southeast, and uh, if the Panthers hold on, which I think they will, uh, they'll take on Gardner Edgerton next week in Derby. On the lower half of the bracket, the number three seed, Wichita East, they're taking on campus, the 14th seed. The sixth seed, Manhattan, they're taking on Garden City. And the seventh seed, Wichita West, they're taking taking on Washburn Rule. Number two seed, Junction City, they have a game with Lawrence Free State. So that's pretty much uh, what's happening tonight in the 6A playoffs. And, uh, you know, there, there'll be some good games, and I know there'll be some upsets. But, uh, you know, it, it's that's just the way it is right now. Most of the teams have five or six games. I think there's only one team that has seven. 
and uh, most of them got five to six games. Uh, I know uh, Lawrence Free State has five. Uh, Derby has six. You know, it just goes like that on both sides. Well, and you, you mentioned that a couple teams had buys, and I understand that buy is because there's no one to play. It wasn't that, hey, you're, you're at one seed, I'm going to give you a buy. It was literally that due to COVID, there was no one to play. A lot of the Kansas City schools uh, opted out uh, in the fall, and so that's just the way the brackets uh, break down. Well, I know uh, uh, in 5A uh, on that east side of the bracket, I believe there's five or six buys, first-round buys. Uh, and uh, I believe Carroll, because of COVID, uh, got a buy or at least a win over Valley Center because Valley Center opted out to play tonight. So, uh, you know, COVID's affected a lot of this stuff. COVID's obviously fe- affected records, uh, uh, number of games, the whole the whole smeal and uh, – you know, that's just what we're dealing with, and uh, I, I think the schools and the activities association are doing a great job putting this together. Well, and Doyle, I already saw it looking down on the sidelines. we got a couple of Panther young quarterbacks warming up, so you got to assume that we've seen the end of uh, Dylan uh, or uh, Lim Wash, and you're probably going to see the end of Dylan Edwards, and, and I, you're probably going to see Derek Hubbard in for a while. I mean, you're going to see some guys, but I think you're going to see a lot of fresh faces. And uh, Jessup, Grady Jessup's kicking off. Just a little bit of a pooch kick, fielded at about the 22. Breaks out into the open, and a nice tackle out there at about the 40-yard line. Probably saved a touchdown. Yeah, no question it saved a touchdown. It does look like Panthers have wholesale changes coming in on the defensive side of the ball. That tackle was made by Elijah Vigil or Vigil. I'm going to say Vigil, and that pretty much saved a touchdown. And the clock, and the clock is running, so we we are in the running clock situation here. Panthers have yes wholesale changes. First and ten for the Buffaloes on their own 43-yard line. Balls, on the, Balls on the ground. The runner was able to pick it up. Panthers kind of shut the run off for about a two-yard loss. You know, Doyle, all night long, you know, it seems like the, that exchange from the center to the quarterback's been rough. It's been high. It's been low on the ground. And uh, that time the ball was snapped and uh, very low to to Rodriguez. And he just put the ball on the ground. Fortunately for, for Southeast, the uh, tailback was able to pick it up and uh, at least – advance it somewhat second and 11 they give it to the motion man cuts across the it's just kind of a jet sweep and there's going to be a penalty marker on the panthers uh I, i'm going to guess it's going to be for a horse collar yeah I, I think you're right probably a good call it was a a nice tackle out there by Jalen Johnson, a uh, five seven hundred sixty pound senior. But uh, you know it, it was up high. I mean, there's no question about uh, about the call. Well, yeah, and you couldn't even fool anybody there because uh, it was right in front of the line judge. And as soon as the tackle was made, he threw the flag. It's going to be a fifteen yarder. That's going to move the ball down to about the forty yard line of the Panthers. So a 15-yard penalty helped. Uh, the run would have only netted a yard or two. And Again, uh, an aggressive play. It, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a designed horse collar. It was just a, a tackle that was made way too high up around, up around the neck. 
First and 10 from the 40. Again, they give it to the tailback, and he's just smothered for, I'm going to guess, about a five- or six-yard loss. The Panthers were showing a little blitz on the play, and uh, they ran right, and it was a big loss. Going to be second. Second, about 16 from the 46. You know, we saw this a uh, little bit last week that Panthers brought it brought in a lot of number twos and really didn't give up a lot of ground. So, you know, that all bodes well, uh, as we say every week. You know, it's next man up. I did hear that they don't think Searing has anything serious, that, uh, you know, it was late. Uh, we're already late in the first half. Panthers had a big lead and that uh, he won't be back out on the field. Second and 16, Panthers lead 48-0. Back to pass. Being chased is Rodriguez. Gets the ball away. It's caught. Panthers make the tackle. It's going to be maybe a yard loss, maybe no gain at all. Yeah, once again, Panthers were breathing all over Rodriguez's neck, and he's, he's forced to throw the ball kind of sidearm just to get it out, and uh, they're nowhere to go. I mean, Panthers are all over the play. Now it's third and 16. Clock moving. We're under eight, under 8.30 to go in the third quarter. Again, this, this is a running clock. Because of the score differential. Third and 16, back to pass. Rodriguez being chased, gets the ball out in the flat. Panthers smother that play as well, so it's going to be uh, fourth down at about 17. Well, again, they're going to lose another yard on the play, so Wichita Southeast just keeps getting backed up and backed up on these plays. The only thing that has really worked for them has been penalties against the Panthers. Gonna be, yeah, there was a loss of a yard on the play, so it's now going to be uh, it's like fourth and 18 from the Panther 48-yard line. Now, if you're Coach Counts, you're in, and I, I think at this stage of the ballgame, you're, you're kind of in four-down territory all the time. Southeast has trips to the far side, single wide out near side. Panthers are showing blitz. A delay a game. They'll back them up another five. That'll make it 23 yards to go for a first down. You know, if you're Wichita Southeast, you, you look up, you know those are all reserves. You're not really uh, getting in a whole lot of plus yardage. Fourth and 23, back to pass. Rodriguez being chased, gets the ball off, and it's an incomplete pass. Panthers are going to take over in uh, southeast territory at about the 47-yard line. It'll be interesting who the quarterback and the running backs are coming out. I I don't know that we might – we may not even see Hubbard. Yeah, I I don't know. Hard to say uh, whether he'll be uh, a guy that they – put in the ball game now or not he's going out he's going to be in the ball game quarterback it looks like it's zerger brock zerger he's a sophomore they give it to hubbard on a sweep gets to the outside breaks out in the open gets down inside right around the 30 yard line first down panthers yeah zerger made one nice cut Use the sideline as his friend and uh, picks up big yardage for the Panthers. It's Hubbard and Zerger in the backfield. White Hat reminds the uh, clock keeper up here that it's a running clock. Uh, we're, we're mercifully, I think, if you 
Wichita Southeast. You're about the five-and-a-half-minute mark now in the third quarter. First and ten from just inside the 30-yard line for the Panthers. They lead 48-0. Zerger on a keeper, pitches it out to Hubbard, makes a couple guys miss, picks up maybe a yard and a half, two yards. That's, a, that's that old option play when you're the quarterback and there's nowhere for you to go, nowhere for the running back. It, quarterback goes, hey, if somebody's going to take the blow, I'm pitching it to you. <laughs> Southeast played that one pretty well. Now, Zerger's a sophomore, 5'10", 160, and his uh, running mate, Derek Hubbard, freshman, 5'6", 140. And a freshman, as you said, uh, two very young guys in the backfield for the Panthers. Clock moving, 4.50 left. Panthers lead 48-0. They are threatening. Zerger, nice cut inside the 15-10. Makes a guy miss at the 5, and he's just short of the end zone. Wow, Zerger did a great job of of not only making the right read on the option play, but then waiting on a block and then cutting back, and, and he's going to be stopped. Uh, I mean, the ball's got to be – the nose of it has to be resting on the in the end zone. Well, now they're giving him the touchdown. Oh, they're I, giving him a touchdown. The, the guy on the, on the linesman there, he didn't signal anything. No, in fact, he was showing him down with the nose of the ball resting there. Next thing I know, the lights are flashing on and off, and, and uh, they had indicated touchdown. So – Great job by the young sophomore to get into the end zone. Another freshman extra point, Grady Jessup, and it looks good, and it is. Panthers lead 55-0 with 3.50 left in the third quarter. So a nice drive by the number twos of the Panthers. I I suspect that – we might see even more substitutes the next time we go. Well, I think, you you know, in a game like this and a running clock, I mean, clock's running now. I mean, it, it's running while the teams are uh, getting ready to kick off. And I think if you're Coach Clark, uh, you, you start clearing the benches. The first guys you start clearing the benches with are seniors that have been out for four years, and you want them to, to have some action at home and in the playoffs, and, and then you start just getting anybody and everybody into the ball game. Well, you know, we're going to be playing probably uh, Gardner-Edgerton next week. Uh, I think they have the same record going into the postseason as we do, 4-2. and two, But they're one of those Kansas City schools that, you know, they, they didn't start up until later. They Their season was supposed to be canceled, and then uh, they relented, what, two, three weeks into the, into the season, and they started playing then. Well, and, and they got some derby connections. Coach DeCraft that uh, I coached with for, for a couple of years at the middle school level, uh, he's a gardner Edgerton, and uh, I understand doing a great job. He's one of their coaches, so he knows the derby system. So you know that there's going to be a lot of uh, changes made for the derby offense going into that ball game. I was also told that I believe Mark Semino is coaching up there now too. So, so there's some pretty good connections uh, to that program. It'll be the first time derby's ever faced gardner Edgerton. And Zerger kind of kicks it, comes down at about the 16. Panther special teams get him at about the 25. So pretty good job by the special teams. That's where Southeast will take it first and 10. Two minutes left in the third quarter. Panthers leading 55-0. 55-0 running clock. Uh, you know, Panthers appear to look like that. At least with the ones, they're going to get out with uh, injury-free. As we said, Searing did leave the ball game uh, with a couple minutes left in the first half, but uh, he he was getting off pretty easily. And when I talked to one of the assistants, they said, ah, he's good, he's good. So that's a, a good sign. Southeast will have it on their 25. 
Again, clock moving, a minute 35 left in the third quarter. So a very fast third quarter because of the running clock. They pitch it back to the tailback. He picks up probably six on first down, maybe seven. So good gain on first down. And it looked like uh, for Southeast, it looked like Joel Underwood. Although I looked down the sidelines, and now you see Conley Hamlin warming up again. You're, I think you're going to just keep seeing fresh faces brought into the, to, to the rest of the ball game. Well, yeah, there's a lot of youngsters down there that, you know, they don't see the field much on Friday night. But, you know, Coach Clark really does a great job of getting his twos and threes and, you know, of clearing his bench. And straight ahead, Panthers – Meet him in the hole and gets no gain, so it's going to be third and about two. You know, Doyle, I, I, I can remember being in that situation in ball games. I was always asking my assistants when it started getting out of control, I was more concerned with them, hey, get everybody in, get the guys in that, that, that work their tails off in practice and give us good looks. I want those guys in the ball game. And, and once I knew they had that under control, I kind of took a sigh of relief. Well, I think that's what Coach Clark's doing here. He's getting getting plenty of guys into the ball game. Third down and two. Again, they give it straight ahead to Underwood. He's going to get hit and dropped probably short of the first down. That should be the last play of the third quarter. If you're Wichita Southeast, you wish the clock could run during the uh, break here. That ends the third quarter. Panthers lead this one 55-0. This is Panther football on Live 105. KPAQ, your home for Panther football on the radio. We'll be back. Hey, it's Shawn Michaels, and get ready for this weekend's two-hour time travel trip as we head back to relive some of the biggest classic Christian hits of the past. And this week, For Him talks about their musical influences. The Ragamuffin Band shares an amusing story about the late Rich Mullins. And we'll get inside the music with Jackie Velasquez. Plus, your classic requests are always welcome at 2623-REWIND. Join me again this weekend for another trip to Christian Music's past on Christian Music Rewind. Christian Music Rewind. Rewind this Saturday at 5 on Alive 105. And we're back at Panther Stadium where we're getting ready to start the fourth quarter. Panthers lead big 55-0, and uh, Southeast will have the ball. It looks like they're going to go for it. Well, I can't tell, but I think they're going to go for it on fourth and three from their own 32-yard line. As I said, I think in, the, in this part of a ball game, fourth down, you go for every fourth down. And they pitch it back to Underwood. He's not going to get the first down, so the Panthers are going to take over at about the 31-yard line of the Buffaloes. And if you, if for some reason you're just joining us, uh, the score is 55 to nothing here. We're early in the fourth quarter. And, you know, Coach Clark, uh, the reserves came in at half. I mean, they, they have not seen the field. So, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of a mercy rule right now that uh, everybody wants the clock running and they want to get out of here injury-free. Panthers have a new quarterback. Looks like it's Conley Hamlin. He's a junior. And a new running back uh, into the ball game. I believe it's Mason Madrigal. They give it to the tailback, Madrigal. He loses a few yards on that play. He's a sophomore, 5'11", 165-pounder. 
So it's going to be second down and, oh, about 14 for the Panthers. Panthers aren't going to do anything too fancy here. They uh, can. They're, they're not trying to rub anything in the wounds. Second 14, 55-0. Hamlin on a keeper. He gets close to the first or to the initial line of scrimmage. Maybe maybe gets inside of it. So it's going to be third and nine. So nice run by Conley Hamlin. Well, and, and Hamlin's a guy that uh, you know you you want to see in tonight's ball game as well. Yes, you want to give him some rest. I think Hubbard's coming back in the ball game for the Panthers. Looks like they might. Yeah, out of the game is Madrigal. So Hubbard's coming in for him. And this could be one of those deals just where you need somebody that knows the plays. So it's going to be third to about nine. Just a quick pass to the outside, just out of the outstretched reach of our receiver. It looked like it was Jaden Wilson, Jr., 5'11", 180. And it'll be four down territory for the Panthers here as well. Uh, you know, and, I, and I, I look up, Hubbard came in. He just pass blocked on the play. But it may be totally a situation of I got to have a guy that knows where to go. Fourth down and nine. Ball's on the 30-yard line. They give it to Hubbard. He goes nowhere. In fact, he loses a couple of yards. So Southeast is going to take over at their own 33-yard line with uh, 9-10 to go in the uh, ball game. Panthers lead this one big, 55-0. They're going to move on to the second round of the playoffs where they will host probably Gardner-Edgerton in the second round of the 6A state playoffs. Well, I'll tell you how deep we've gotten on our bench. we got got another number one in the ball game, and we know for sure that's not Hubbard because Hubbard came off the field, and here goes another number one uh, out to uh, take his place. Again, this is a derby team that's got, golly, well, we've got to have 50, 60 kids on the side, you know, total on our our sideline, Wichita Southeast. I think you said it was the total number is 27 kids. Yeah, I've counted them three times because they, they don't have very many. But, again, that's, you know, that's part of the problems they have in the city. And the ball's, ball was picked off in midair. It's going to be a touchdown, Panthers. We're going to try and get the number as quickly as we can, but you're right. It was picked off immediately by the Panthers. They're going to call the Panthers for celebration. I mean, these, these are the number threes. I, I don't know who's got – oh, I, I see his number. Yeah, I've got him. we got his number. LaShawn Davis. Sophomore, 6'3", 220. And it happened so quickly. I mean, you, you look up and you're, you you didn't know what happened. Next thing you know, he scampered on his way to the end zone. Well, the, the, they tried to make a little inside pitch, Southeast did, and, and uh, our guy was standing right there, Davis. And uh, Again, he's a sophomore, 6'3", 220. That's a memory that you, you may never see again if you you know that just doesn't happen to, to defensive linemen. Yeah, and the official just announcing the, the uh, penalty that'll be assessed on the kickoff, but you know 
I, I, that's one of those deals. I, I don't think anyone in the stands uh, really cares. I mean, you know, kids, that was just raw emotion that comes out, you know, after play. Anytime a, a, a guy that's not supposed to be scored scores, people get pretty excited. Well, I know the young man is the second or third teamer, and, you know, that's who was out there, and they scored, and I believe they got the Panthers for celebration. That looked like extra point is good. It's 62-0 now. And that was uh, Grady Jessup on the extra point attempt, and it was good. Again, mercifully, the clock continues running during these little breaks. Uh, You know, Panthers have have absolutely cleared the benches. They've done everything they can to keep the score down. That was just a nice play by, by the young sophomore. Well, and, and, you know, you were talking about the Derby connection. You know, also, the head coach over there was a coach at Hutch for years. So it's not like they know Derby. You know, he knows Derby. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's going to be a pretty good game next Well, week. we'll talk to Coach Clark uh, during the week there, without question. And, and I'm sure, you know, he, he knows. I, I mentioned it to him a week or two ago. I said, hey, if things play out, we're going to see Coach Decraft, and and he just kind of grinned at me. So you know, he, you know, Coach is pretty. He's pretty smooth. I I have a feeling he'll have a few wrinkles for Gardner Edgerton. Yeah, I, I I think you're right. I I don't see any uh, I don't see any way around it. You know, he he will he will probably draw something up on the field <laughs> on a piece of paper. Say so we're running this one. Yeah, you know, it's good to see Gardner Edgerson playing. I, I, as I said, I've known Ryan, co- Coach Decraft, since he was a little kid. And then we coached together. We still stayed in touch. And, and, you know, earlier in the year, he's like, he told me, he said, Kevin, I don't know that we're going to see a football season up here near the Kansas City area. So good to see that they're back playing. It absolutely is. Ball was taken at about the 18 and run out to about the 32 or 33 where the Panthers' uh, defense will come out. It looks like the same defense was on the field before. Yeah, just a lot of uh, different faces. There's obviously another number two, two out there because it's not Dylan Edwards playing no. on defense. No, I'm, I'm going to guess those two young men are probably freshmen, and uh, uh, they just give them a jersey. And how exciting. Yes. First and 10 from the 33 for Southeast. Clock moving 420 to go. Pitch to the outside. Picks up, I don't know, for two or three yards on first down before he's swarmed over by the Panthers. And you just like watching some of these plays out there. We had a linebacker, Kevin Lohman, a, a junior, 5'7", 140-pounder. They just sold out on the play and, and uh, you know took out one of the uh, Southeast blockers. So. You know, these kids, Friday nights under the lights, they're going to give you 110%. Clock moving. We're under 350 to go in the ball game. Again, Panthers lead big, 62-0. to zero. Southeast has it second down and seven from their own 36-yard line. Southeast season will be over after tonight. They'll finish one and six. Straight ahead. The runner gets out to about the 39-yard line where it's going to be uh, third down and five. 
Yeah, it's been a as we said it's been a tough year for everyone this year. I know the city league got started even later. They didn't get to start on time again, a, a result of COVID. And I think the first game or two they didn't allow any fans in the stands, no parents, no anything. And and since then they've kind of loosened that up. Uh, you look over in Southeast has has represented fairly well here tonight. Uh, with fans, uh, it's just, uh, you know, 2020 is going to go down as a special year in, in, in the world, not just high school football. Yeah. It, yeah. Again, they give it straight ahead to the tailback, and he's going to get a first down out past the 43 to the 44 with two minutes, 30 seconds to go in the ball game. You know, it, it's been a game that Southeast, you know, you, you – the frustrations could really set in if you let them. And, you know, the one thing I will say for Coach Counts, he's got these guys, I mean, they're they're under control. They haven't given up. They're still playing hard out here. That's uh, just a second year here for Coach Counts, and uh, he knows he's got to build on, on a lot of things. Yeah, they're, they're, they're still hustling. I mean, they're still – these guys are still playing hard as far as I can tell. Two minutes left. Panthers lead 62-0. They give it on a sweep. Guy gets to the outside, gets to the corner, finally gets pulled down after enough yardage to get a first down, and he gets into Panther territory at about the 45-yard line. Now you still see that there's a kicker down there kicking into the net. You see a lot of positive things. and you know you, That's just a tough, tough road if your coach counts to look up and, and realize that you're, you're at a team that you've only got 27 kids left, and your first draw of the, of the postseason is Derby. Yeah, the number four seeded Derby. That that in itself is uh, <laughs> kind of unbelievable. Last time we were seeded this low, we made it to the state finals. Ball is incomplete. It was intended for uh, Murphy, and it nearly picked off out there by the Panthers. But I, you know, Coach Clark made a comment to us uh, midweek about, uh, you know, how much fun he had. You know, last week he says, you know, we were able to get a lot of guys in the ball game, and what's fun is when you start seeing those starters, the juniors and seniors that play every Friday night, coaching the kids up and really participating and wanting to see them do well. Under a minute left in the ball game, Panthers lead this one 62 to nothing. Southeast has its second down and 10 yards to go for a first down. Jet sweep. Panthers played that pretty good. Nice play out there by Peyton Sporletter. Now he's a senior, six foot, 185 pounder. So again, you're trying to get some of these seniors some action in tonight's ball game. Sporlander is going to going to love uh, seeing that on film. Going to be third down. I don't think Southeast will snap the ball again. There's under 15 seconds. They're walking to their sideline. Panthers kind of walking to their sideline. The game's going to end 62 to zero. Uh, Panthers are going to advance on. Southeast season is, is ended tonight. Uh, they'll be one and six on the year. So they got seven games in. And, uh, you know, like you said, they didn't start till late anyway. So, you know, City League didn't. And uh, it'll be interesting. They're, they're doing the COVID sportsmanship thing. And, uh, you know, you can see the Panthers. They want to go over there and, and, and shake their hands and, you know, but. 
one of the guys that wanted to do it was Dylan Edwards. Again, he started to walk over there, and you, you can see the coach is trying to pull him back. And, and you know, it, it is. It's a tough deal. Uh, you know, Southeast uh, came in here. They battled hard tonight. You know, the, the positive out of all of it is that the kids got to play. I mean, that's, yeah. the, that's the big deal. Yeah, they got to play. Uh, and, you know, th- this this is a week-to-week thing. I mean, they, they could – that they, I guess that would be the, the powers that be could pull the rug out from underneath these kids at any time. And, uh, you know, that's to me, that's that's a sorry, sorry deal. But I, I don't have any say in it. Nobody asked me for my opinion. Well, and, and again, I think you got to take the plus side of it, that especially for Wichita Southeast. They weren't going to get to play. I mean, they started off the season not playing while, while most of the teams got to and then the fan deal. And now they, they finally get to come out here. Sad way to end for the seniors here. And, you know, they, uh, if anything, it, it gives them something to build on. And if you're the Panthers, you get to play next week. And, uh, that's, uh, that's big news. Yeah. It's, uh, 62 to nothing here at Panther Stadium, uh, running clock the whole second half. Uh, Panthers, uh, Again, they're going to advance on. They raise their record to five and two, and uh, it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting game next week. But it will also be at Panther Stadium because the higher seed usually uh, hosts and will host. So it'll be interesting to see how things go. Panthers win this one, sixty-two to zero. This is Panther Football on Live 105. KDKQ will be back. KDKQ LP Derby Wichita 105.9 FM and worldwide at Alive105KDKQ.com. Hello, it's Kurt, your host for the Weekend Top 20 Countdown, getting ready for this weekend's show when Hillsong United stops by to share their perspective on worship. Mandisa talks about her journey as a Christian, and Chris Tomlin has a thought or two about marriage. We've got future hits that we're going to play for you from Ren Collective and Matt Marr, and we'll give you a chance to win Chris Tomlin's new release, Chris Tomlin and Friends. Saturday afternoons at 3 p.m. on Alive 105, music that's good for you. It's monthly birthdays next time as several Christian music artists will be celebrating their birthdays during this month of November. And that will include a block of songs from folks like Dallas Holm, Stephen Curtis Chapman, and Amy Grant. So join me, Larry Wayne, for our November birthday party. Coming up soon on Streets of Gold. Streets of Gold, Sunday evenings at 5 on Alive 105. In a world full of uncertainty, it's good to know that the Bible is the unchanging rock that we must rely on in an ever-changing and unsteady world. At the Well Worship Center in Derby, you'll hear the Bible read, taught, preached from, and discussed. Pastor Joplin Emerson and the Well Worship Center ministry staff pray that each and every service becomes a real, tangible opportunity for God to move in the lives and hearts of those who are present each week. For weekly service times and more about the ministry of the Well Worship Center, check out our website at thewellwc.church. I'm Donna Cruz. Join Keith Stevens and me this weekend for Keep the Faith. Michael Jr. shares how laughter can help you in tough times. Well, if you purposely say, hey, what's funny? What can I enjoy today? Your brain will do the same thing. It'll start to notice the funny. Because you're looking for what's positive, the negative falls into the background. 
I hope you can join us for Keep the Faith. Keep the Faith with Donna and Keith, Saturdays 6 to noon and weekday mornings 6 to 9 on Alive 105. If you love smooth jazz, you're going to love Sunday nights on Alive 105. Sunday night from 8 to midnight, it's Christian Smooth Jazz, featuring gospel jazz and emerging formats, blending elements of gospel, R&B, jazz, smooth jazz, and praise and worship music, creating a contemporary sound that is inspirational, passionate, and musically complex. Join us every Sunday night, 8 to midnight, on Alive 105 for Christian Smooth Jazz. Hey everybody, this is Andy Chrisman. Join me this week for worship as I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And this week I'm playing new music from Gateway Worship, Thrive Worship, We the Kingdom, and so much more. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with me, your host, Andy Chrisman. Worship with Andy Chrisman, Sunday mornings at 9 on Alive 105. We're back at Panther Stadium uh, where Derby just knocked off the Southeast Golden Buffaloes 62-0 in a game that really the only thing that I could see that didn't go Derby's way was they had one extra point block. Yeah, one extra point, maybe some penalties that Coach Clark won't be tickled about, but you're right, everything else uh, went the Panthers' way. Doyle, let's go ahead and get into the end-of-the-game stats for tonight. Uh, first downs dominated by the Panthers tonight, 26 first downs, Wichita Southeast 11. Uh, rushing yards again, Panthers 20 attempts on the ground, 259 yards tonight. Wichita Southeast 20, 26 attempts, going just 30 yards rushing. Wow. Defense, you know, and, and that, that was a, a defense that was uh, off on the bench the whole second half. So pretty good job by the total Panther defensive side of the ball. Uh, again, passing game, where it's all clicking for the Panthers. Three for four tonight, 95 yards, Wichita South. East 9 for 20, just 14 yards. The big stat of the night really didn't change a lot since the first half when we went to the running clock. Panthers 354 total yards of offense. Wichita Southeast just 44 yards. I think Coach Wiedrich will be pleased with that defensive performance. Well, yeah, I, I think he will. But but I'm sure he's going to find some things to build off of. But yeah, you're right. He's got to be happy with that defensive. Wichita Southeast and I had three turnovers. Derby had zero. Third down conversions again. Panthers two for three. Wichita Southeast five for 13. Individual stats. Lim Wash three for three. 95 yards. Uh, Reed Liston had two catches for 41 yards and a touchdown. Drake Thatcher had one catch for 54 yards. In the rushing department, Dylan Edwards again, a nice night. Eight touches, 159 yards. Derek Hubbard, the freshman, seven touches for 60 yards. Brock Zerger, a sophomore quarterback, one for 29. Lim Wash, two for 18. And Conley Hamlin comes in and has one, one touch for five yards. Again, 354 total yards of offense for the Panthers tonight. Wichita Southeast held to just 44 yards of offense. And the, and the big news, Panthers 62 to nothing over Wichita Southeast tonight. Yeah, that's what we're most interested in is that final score. Uh, all the stats mean nothing if you're not on the right side of that final score. Again, Panthers win this one 62-0. They will advance on. They'll have a home game next week, probably against the uh, Gardner Edgerton out of the Kansas City area. So it, that will be a pretty good ball game. This this has been Panther Football on a live 105 KDKQ.
1059 FM. Thanks for listening.